If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 92, sponsored by absolutely nobody yet. Cinder in here with a very special young man on the podcast today. His name is Jenkins Dota. Say hello, Jenkins Dota. Hello, Jenkins Dota. <laughs> Got you. Well done, sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I did the so, Dota thing first. Great. So as right. per norm, uh, the guest will now shut up, please. Okay, this is our show, Jenkins. And we're going to talk to our Patreons, and you're just going to sit there silently and listen because we're making a lot of money, Jenkins. I want you to know no, this. I, 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 looked, <laughs> I looked at that. I hey, that. thank you. Uh, <laughs> so thank you to Life Size Suns Fan Body Pillow. Uh, a reverse Benjamin Button situation called Buttman Benjamin. <laughs> Suns fan, thanks for the recommendation of We of Way of Kings. It was fantastic. I'm now into book two. Cheers. Don't forget about Wizards Fur, Chakar, Boyko, Ostufko, Mutro, the Mega Pope. Every week, I do. It's 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 a condition. Fine. He wasn't on the street. He was at a bus stop waiting for a cab. Ti in New Zealand. I don't even know what that reference is. Cinderin, anything? Okay, well, moving it's on. It's probably a movie, so I wouldn't know. Okay, Zan Xavier, Suns fan, Pudge, Omega Lol, Nate Thicko, Zero One, Ham Scrotes, Bacon, no, not the bacon, the other bacon, squeezing my balls so hard in front of my family as a sign of apology for my sins. Lick, Shark TM, and freshly seasoned goat balls. Cinderin? Finally, we've got the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, Eating Chosnick makes you happy and healthy, which is true. Underscore man, to help lobby for the In Bruges podcast episode, please put Cinderin, please, somewhere in your name. United, we can conquer Cinderin. I think he needs to change his name. He's out of date. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, Peter, the YouTube algorithm was the real enemy all along, Knebling, and Ronnie Keel. Thank you guys very much. And if you want to be part of the patron... What's the word for this? If you want to be a patron for the podcast, check out patreon.com slash we say things. We have different tiers. This is obviously the highest tier, the Inbruge tier. So thank you guys very, very much for your support of the pod. Yes. Thank and you as we very all know, much. Jenkins is obviously going to be an Inbruge podcast. Uh, Can we, uh, is there a way to like pay to you guys to not read anything out on chat? <laughs> is that possible? Uh, yeah, just you do buy the tier up... below. The tier below. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, one quick announcement before we uh, get on to the, the podcast. Uh, this is going to be a discussion that Jenkins and I will have as well during the podcast, I'm sure. But uh, we got, obviously, last week we talked about potentially put the podcast on a new channel. The response was pretty much overwhelmingly in favor of doing so because our channel, Dota Cinema, is getting fucked in the butthole right now. Um, so we've actually, if you look, it's, I made a graphic for it. There's already a channel, youtube.com slash we say things. And guess what? We already have 20,000 subscribers because it's an old channel we've repurposed. Uh, it may have been for Underlords, which 
isn't really a game right now. So what are we uh, going to do when we start doing our Underlords podcasts? Yeah. Then that needs a new channel. Then we'll have to take well, over the Dota Cinema channel. Wait, you heard, used to do an Underlords right. podcast, didn't you? Yes, we did. Sadly. Oh, uh, anyway, for the next couple episodes, including this one, we're going to be putting it on both channels so that people are reminded, so we can remind them over and over. But eventually, it will stop on Dota Cinema and be on the new channel. So thank you, everybody, for understanding. Okay. YouTube.com slash we say things. That's right. That's Press right. the subscribe button, notification bell, and um, follow. Yes. Okay. So Do let's everything. get let's get started with the rapid fire initiation for Jenkins. There's so, no there's no videos on there. There's no videos right now. After there's this no episode, there will be. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Well, we have twenty thousand subs and no videos. What do you think about that? That's a pretty good ratio, bro. That's a yeah. that's infinity. That's an infinity ratio divided by exactly. zero. Exactly. That's right. Uh, okay, rapid fire initiation for Mr. Jenkins. So typically I will just do random ass things, like random ass words here for our guests, but I actually custom made this for Jenkins. So I'm hoping that he will not fail. Okay. So I'm going to give you two words. Okay. In rapid fire, and you choose one of the two. You don't think about it, you just pick. Okay. 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 Sex or sleep? Sleep. Sleep or diet soda? Diet soda. Diet soda or diarrhea? Diarrhea. <laughs> Cake or pie? Cake or what? Pie. Cake or pie? Cake. Cake. All right. You have you have won. Every single one was correct. So congratulations. <laughs> really? I'm not even kidding. That's what I was hoping that you would answer. I appreciate it. Cinder and really enjoying this it. as well. No, I swear to God. Uh, show it, show it on the stream. Sleep I don't believe or it. diet soda. Show it on stream. I don't. How do you even think of this shit? I mean, that's an obvious, obvious one. That's an obvious uh, one. I mean, I'm drinking yeah. diet right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that obsession in a bit as well. Uh, okay, so we're just going to get started with the interview process. Uh, pretend this is for a job. Uh, obviously, every answer is very important. Don't get too nervous, Jenkins. I would like you to talk to us about your... Well, you know what? We didn't even introduce who the hell you are. Why don't you tell me, tell everybody what you do if they've never heard of you? Hello, uh, I want this job to pay the bills, mm -hmm. pay the bills. Can we start over? You're hired. <laughs> Just please hurry. No. Who uh, are you, I'm, Jenkins? I'm Jenkins Dota, uh, make YouTube videos, and I stream on Twitch. And you panel at the DPC with me? And I panel at the DPC. I'm a Dota 2 caster. I definitely do that as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. You drink what diet else? soda instead of sleeping. I drink some diet soda. I get some diet soda, and you know, I'm going to live in a castle in 10 years. And you guys are uh, perfectly, if you want to jump in on that, it's going to be 1.3 million euros. And I, I need people to equally take shares. So if you guys are interested, let me know after. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So this, and I wonder how long this is, uh, podcast is going to be because I know Jenkins likes to ramble about things that, uh, have no relation to the topic, which is actually very similar to me. So I can appreciate that. So it takes a skill to do that. Uh, so that's why we have no topics. That's right. So talk to me, oh, Jenkins, so about your early life. And like, did you have any jobs growing up? Did you go to school? If so, what did you major in? Things of that nature. Mm. Talk to me about your, your young life. Early life. History. What did you major in? <laughs> yes. What did you major in your you young life? You know, the problem is, the problem is some people, you know, I'm the type of person that likes to live in the moment. You know, I don't take pictures. 
I don't, you know, do other things equivalent to taking pictures that I can't think of right now that I would list off. Uh, so like it's hard video? for me to video. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. So it's hard for me to remember uh, specifically That's why you make YouTube content. Yeah, exactly. So I can remember. Uh, I majored oh. in computer science. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I'm a computer scientist. Uh, I do program every now and then. What languages? Uh, a few. I mean, I know C++, Java, C, uh, JavaScript, you know, PHP. But that's a dog shit language. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that. But basically all of them, you know, a bit of Ruby, a bit of Python, depending on what you need. You know, all of them. Now, how come you never got into, well, I mean, we'll get into Dota in a minute, but how come you never got into custom game creation or did you? Uh, you know, I think at the time, I think at the time when that was coming out, I was like uh, doing the uh, struggling to be a really shitty tier two professional player thing uh, and making like, you know, uh, what's it called? Poverty line uh, income doing that. So I was like, you know, fuck the custom games. I also wasn't super confident in. You know, no offense to Valve, I think they're genius programmers. I legit do. I'm not just saying that. I say that on my stream all the time. Uh, but so, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't confident in their ability to like. I didn't think they would care that much about custom games, and it, you know, it turned out to be kind of right. Like they don't they don't <laughs> seem to like they got bored of it, right? Yep. That, and they don't really accurate. work on it. So I figure I figured that kind of thing would happen. So I didn't really get into that. But I did do that for Warcraft Three. I was a big Warcraft Three oh. game maker. Uh, in fact, oh. in fact. Did you guys play Life of a Peasant? No. I remember Never. the name, I think. Okay. I don't know if I ever played it. It was big. It was big. It was like, you know, it wasn't Dota level, but it was like most people like had it downloaded or had had played it once. The that that basically was like an RPG game where you played a peasant and you just like lived in a city and you could become the mayor, you could get jobs. Literally no fucking point. Like as you guys know from Warcraft 3 custom games, a lot of them were literally pointless, but still people for some reason downloaded them. So, when I was 13, I edited one of these because it was just open like you could just that was one of the game modes. Like I think Dota you couldn't easily edit. You had to like crack it or something like that, but with Life of a Peasant you just could. And I added the god role to that. And then after that, people kept adding other roles. And so there was like mafia, there was like animal control, there was like the devil. And in every iteration after that, AJ1020 was in the credits because I added the god role to that. And that was my fucking biggest accomplishment as a kid. I was so happy about that. That's awesome. Wait, how old were you when you did that then? Uh, probably like 13, 14, some shit like that. That's awesome. Know. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah, Warcraft so, the map editor was sick. You could do it as a stupid kid, like anybody could do it. Wish we could so say I, the same for the uh, the Valve one. I mean that. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. It's that, hard. Uh, it's we, hard, man. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, okay, I don't know what order exactly we're going in, but how does that uh, align with your computer science? I'm assuming the computer science was later. So what happened with that? Did you actually get a degree, or did you drop out? Like I have a degree, many, uh, yeah. Pro players. Oh. Uh, well, so basically what happened is I was a stupid, uh, degenerate high school student, like most who literally were not thinking about their future at all. So I just applied to a bunch of random schools because we had to. And then I got into one school called Waterloo for uh, business because I was like, oh, what do like adults do? Ah, oh, business. That's what they do. And so I got into it for business. And then I fucking hated the business shit. But I had to take a computer science course there because it's just mandatory at Waterloo. And I actually really liked it. I really liked it. And then I, I emailed the 
head of computer science guy. And I was like, yo, dude, basically I wrote this big like spiel about how I didn't realize what I wanted to do until I came to the school. And I was like, I could actually do this and enjoy doing it. And I, I hadn't come to terms. I went to like a really hillbilly high school. So to be into video games and to like, you know, like computers and shit, that was not cool. Like it was, you know, it was like people wanted to be like lawyers or like sports people. You know what I mean? The the whole like gaming computer thing. It's like you're a nerd or a virgin if you do that. So I, I still had that mindset. But then I was basically, you know what? Fuck this. Like I come home every night. I play video games. I'm on my computer all the time. Like why the hell am I not doing this? as the main thing. And then I switched in. The guy liked the big spiel that I sent because it was fucking heartfelt, man. I, I went all out in that because I was like, you know what? Like, I actually really like this. And so I, I told him that and he let me in. And then I, it turns out the next year or like two years later, I looked to see the average that you needed to get into computer science. And it was 99% average you needed to have in high school, which I didn't have anywhere near close to. So I basically like, cheated this fucking this path to get into it because like i emailed the guy not on purpose but it happened so much so that like people apparently were doing that that they they made it so that you can't actually do that anymore you can't just get into cs by switching like going for an easier degree and then switching into it you can't do that anymore like you have to have a certain grade point average in your previous degree in order to get into it so you seduced him i did seduce him yeah i did seduce him and then i later had the guy as a professor and he was great and, Can uh, you read very... out the email you sent him to us? <laughs> uh, I what I have that I think I sent it with the with the with the uh, school email, which I think would probably be closed. That would be Wait. interesting to find that though. Do you think? So, do you think he felt sorry for you because you wrote in there that you were drinking diet soda, oversleeping, and he was like, "Fuck, man, I gotta help this guy out. He's gonna kill himself." Yeah. When did the diet soda <laughs> obsession? Oh, okay, let's. That's the most important topic of the day. We'll get to that in a minute. But you grew up in Canada, I'm assuming. Yes, you're in Canada now. Yes, yes, yeah. So when you, you said hillbilly, I don't what is a Canadian hillbilly? I can't even picture what the hell that is. Have you have you seen that uh YouTube video that's like uh going out for a rip there, bud? That one? No, but Oh yeah, that's never, my favorite. The accent I, I can recognize. So that's the accent that they have? Yeah, where they pick the fucking care. Like that's the Canadian hillbilly thing. Okay. Sounds like Trent. I can Yeah, that he's a, I mean <laughs> no offense to Trent, but like he's got the accent. I mean he's a he's fucking Canadian hillbilly, let's be real. <laughs> He's a fucking Saskatoon loon. That's what he is. Okay, so you did uh, computer science for a while, and then yeah, I did. Obviously, you played Warcraft three early, which I assume included Dota at some point, or no? I actually never played Dota. I always saw it on there, but I never clicked to it. Played mm. other games. I you play Sheep Tag. I did play Sheep Tag. That's a fucking classic, right there. I was dude. a fucking boss at Sheep Tag. There was this clan in Europe. Shannon, have I ever told you this story? I'm not sure. I'm the guest now, by the way. Okay, please, by okay. all means. There was this, I don't know if it was Europe only that had this, but there were two competing clans in Sheep Tag. There was the bear clan that was playing the sheep, and then there was the wolf clan that was playing the wolves. Hmm. And I played in the sheep clan, Shannon. I was one of the builders. Damn. You were yeah. actually in, like, the lead clan? Yeah, it was fucking wild. We had a competitive scene that was fucking sick. We were, like, five people. It was insane. Damn, bro. I was, I was too oh, shit wow. to be in any of, like, the epic top clans, but... You know, I yeah, enjoyed a little dude. bit of sheep. Europe's here. competition was fierce. Yeah, five yeah, people. I, was be, I, I remember, I think the best the best player I remember was called SpongeBob Bear. And he was really fucking weird. That's probably why he was good. He was really weird. He was like a, you know, this like, 
I'm I'm so random. What's it called? That uh, the one with holds up spork, whatever. I'm so random. <laughs> oh, oh, you know yeah. That? You know what yeah, I, mean? I know the one. I know. I know yeah. the meme. Think, thinking of that guy, that's that's how I that's that's how I remember that guy. It was very so. very random like that. There was a yeah. lot of uh, a oh, lot of penguin of doom. Thank you, someone. The in penguin of doom, classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of fucking weirdos that were like really good at the the Warcraft three custom games. Maybe not Dota. Maybe that was more of like an established scene. But I remember that for I played a game called Snipers, and there were like cliques. Clicks? How the fuck do you pronounce that word anyway? It's bullshit. Like it's, both. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's, it's a load like, of garbage, uh, let me tell you. Yeah, I agree. Um, clicks is what you say when you can't pronounce cliques. Uh, there's an American way to pronounce things, Cinder, and don't be racist now, okay? Yep, there is. Don't be racist towards Americans. It's inferior. We are a race <laughs> after all. <laughs> uh, okay, I agree. Talk, I to agree me, it, talk to me about how you got into Dota 2. Did you play Han or anything? No, no, didn't play Han. Um, mm. I was uh, I played War World of Warcraft. That was my big game for many Good years. Game. Good oh, game. Good game. can jerk it each was, other yes. off on this one. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, did you play classic. Uh, I did play classic, but I was very. I was like, I think I got to like level fifty six or something, and then Burning Crusade came out. So I only really. Like I in Burning Crusade, I was a noob, and then in what was the Wrath of the Lich King? Wrath of the Lich King, I was actually like raiding and stuff, and in a decent decent guild. I, I meant if you play classic now, would you oh, talk to no. vanilla? Uh, okay, gotcha. I did. I did a bit. I did a bit. I got. I got a. I got a dude to like level thirty, and then I realized like, holy shit! I remember how fucking long this took, uh, and then I went back to Dota. But from uh, one no life, you to missed another. out. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't go on like the first wave though, so like I wasn't with all the people that were like enjoying the you know the raids and stuff together. I miss I missed that. I think I I started playing when everybody was like bored of the raids. Oh okay, which is unfortunate. So I was like, yeah, everybody's quitting anyway. Do people do you still play that? Yeah. Do you play retail? No. Really? Absolutely no I, life. This for months. I I bought the game, but I haven't played it yet. Retail, actually, this version. Hmm. Do you do you play with all the other like Do Dota people that play it? No, like Masons and stuff. Okay. No, they play they on play NA on, servers as well, NA. right? Like the ones yeah. you're thinking about playing on NA. Yeah. No, I play yeah. I play on EU. Some real life friends, some people we met in the game. It's really cool. It's actually, it's something that's really special is how certain games just do a much better job creating communities than other games, even though they don't force it down your throat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think. I, have, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but with these like role-playing games or whatever that have guilds, it makes such a big difference uh, the way the game encourages interaction or makes people depend on each other. Um, and that's, I think, something that other RPGs later have done a pretty poor job at comparatively is just making a community. But that's why I still play it is because we have a cool guild and it's fun to play with friends and play with people you've met. So... I agree. I did, didn't they didn't they like fuck that up with the uh, uh, what what do they call it like the zoning or whatever it was? Where yeah, like... later versions of WoW have not done nearly as good a job at using yeah. the world to create man relations between players. You know, it's it's like it's it's so interesting. I was talking with my buddy about this, who's like a big WoW player. He's like a WoW streamer now, YouTuber. But uh, we were literally talking about how like the kind of arbitrary restrictions that existed in. Uh, the original World of Warcraft, like WoW Classic, that probably were there because of like, you know, server 
like mm -hmm. capabilities and shit like that, those arbitrary restrictions actually ended up making like really interesting shit happen. Like twinking, for example, like the reason that there was like twinking was because their solution to like, they don't want level 60s beating up on like level 10s, obviously. So their solution was like, yeah, we'll just put like level 10 to 19s together, then like level 20s to 29s. It's like, all right, that's a, obviously like, that's not a, that's not like a fix all good solution, but then it ends up where it's like, okay, now the economy has value on these like level 19 items because people have this like twinking thing that they can do and like own people in this level 19 bracket. It actually led to like a really interesting uh, subculture in World of Warcraft that like clearly wasn't fucking intended, but it, it's super interesting. And now in like the latest WoW, they probably just have it so that you scale. I would imagine they have it so you scale down. Like if you're level 30, you can just like, it just scales up your damage to hit a level 60. Like that's how most RPGs have it. But it, that actually sucks, even though it's like, yeah, quote unquote, a better, it's like a better like mathematical, like logical solution. But in terms of actual like gameplay, it fucking sucks, which is super interesting. It's like the more constrained and the shittier solution, the solution, the more fun sometimes, which is so weird. Can you explain what twinking is? Because that sounds really sexual. It's a bit sexual. It's a bit erotic. Twinking is just like, so twinking was basically in classic WoW, you couldn't even lock your character to a certain level. So like basically there are these like battlegrounds where you would like 5v5 or 10v10 or whatever, just like Dota, right? Some random objectives, capture the flag, something like that. And so they didn't want level like 30s beating up on level 10s. So they locked it so that level 10s could only queue into level 19s max. And so what people did was they tried to figure out what the best items were to minimize experience so that you didn't level up and get all of the best items and enchantments to be mm. the strongest level 19 possible because battlegrounds didn't give you experience so you could just keep going in and like owning noobs and it became this like competitive scene at each level of max battleground and the cool thing is every like there were tons of tradable things in world of warcraft classic so it actually stimulated the economy such that if i was leveling a character in wow classic and i got a level 19 item that was really good i might legitimately make like 500 real life dollars on that because of how much the item sells for. But in current WoW, I would imagine if you're leveling up, the shit you get is fucking worthless to like relevant. high level characters, right? It's completely relevant. So, so it's like that, it was so cool. It basically made it so that since the economy was stimulated, even as you're leveling up, you could actually get good items. And did they intend for this? Absolutely not. No fucking way. But it resulted because of these random constraints in a beautiful, beautiful economy. And it made even people that weren't twinking, they had more fun because they could actually get good loot because they could sell it to the people that liked the twinks. That sounds very sexual. It's not sexual, okay? Mm. I keep thinking about Twinkies and sex combined somehow. So yeah, that's what's in my mind right now. That okay, so you played the shit out of World of Warcraft. I think we've established that. And then what, what about Dota 2? That was the original <laughs> question there. How'd you yeah. get into dotes, my friend? Well, uh, you were playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, I was yep. playing WoW. Uh, okay. I I went to university. I I met a guy named Ian Davidson, who's one of my best friends. You know that what's that movie where the guy solves the thing on the on the chalkboard, like the math problem on the chalkboard? Goodwill Hunting. In, you guys seen in that? Bruges? Oh, no, Goodwill no, Hunting. Yeah, he did that. He's literally a fucking super genius. He solved something on the chalkboard that hadn't been solved before, and he got a job at the university. One of the nicest guys I met ever, too. And so he got me into, he basically got like, I got him into WoW. And then as he was playing WoW, he got a Dota key. 
And so he's like, hey, you want to play Dota? And I played it, and I was just playing Pudge. And I was like, man, this guy's fucking awesome, <laughs> running around like serial killing people. This yeah. is way better than WoW. And I slowly just transitioned out of it. And you know how it is with, like, guilds. Like, my guild was really trying to get me to come back because they're like, oh, we can't lose this guy. I was, I was an officer, so they're like, fuck, we can't lose this guy. He's our best healer. I was maxing out and fucking Paladin healing at that time. But, you know, that's that's basically it. It's nothing nothing crazy. Just my my buddy... They were trying to get you back, and that's the story. You're just like, no, fuck them. I'm playing Pudge. Uh, Dota is just way more, you know, WoW is like a, a cyclone of darkness and just descending into into this soul-sucking abyss. And and Dota is like to me right now. Yeah. Dota is like a universe-eating, like abyss-eating, like godlike creature that doesn't give a fuck about the abyss and flesh, the darkness. It's a flesh-eating bacteria. Really, just eats you from it, the inside. It literally eats space time. It literally eats entire universes and 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 galaxies and fucking dimensions. Like you know, Dota's a dimensional eater game. That gets okay. Tell me about your genius friend. Not to go off on a tangent. Was he good at Dota? Like, is there any correlation between being an absolute genius <laughs> and being good at Dota? Uh, he was good. Yeah, he like he didn't. He was the one of those like. You know these like really high aptitude guys that are just like good at everything. He was like that where he just he didn't care that much about it, but he was like 4K MMR, which back in the day that was that was pretty good. That was like when 7K was like the highest. That was you know the Abeds and the Artezis were like 7K. So he was he was decent, but he quit after a while because he is smart enough to realize how much of a fucking soul sucker it is, and he's like, yeah, I want right, right. to do something with my life, so I'm gonna quit this. He still watches though. Okay, so you started getting into dotes. Uh, you started playing Pudge. You fell in love with that hero, obviously, when it was actually good. And we'll get to that as well, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And you started playing on some teams. Take me through your competitive career, Jenkins. Don't smile at me. Oh, Take Jesus. me through your competitive career. Did the you look up to team... any players? Like, were you obsessed with Arteezy, sniffing like socks kind of shit? No, no. Actually, probably... It's specific. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Arteezy and socks. He always brings this up. He's like, you fucking stiff any Arteezy socks today, Jenkins? Like, You're the one who's obsessed with this, you sick bastard. Uh, I played on a team called Avanti's Angels, and I was probably the worst player on that team. And then on that team, we were we got into the, the Major League Gaming NA division. They actually had a LAN for the finals, so that was a really big deal to like try to go to that. And... One of our players quit that team, and then that's when we got Newsham as a as like a stand-in, and then he played with us, and he was uh, he was a good became a good friend of mine. And then the great thing is basically he was really fucking good, and so any team that I that uh, he was on was good. And then basically I just piggybacked off of that, uh, and then any team that I was on because he wanted to play with me was good because he's good. It was one of those situations, and so I got on like six teams that way. And uh, probably my biggest regret as like a tier two Dota player is not taking it seriously enough. I never actually watched replays. I never fanboyed any players in terms of like looking at their replays and actually breaking them down. I was really lazy with it. And I always did like school at the same time or I would have some like business that I was doing, something like that. Like I would never put Dota first. And I think to compete at the at like a tier one level, it's got to be like, two full-time jobs worth of worth of time that you're like you have to be thinking about it all the fucking time even if you're taking a shit you have to be thinking about drafts and concepts and stuff like that otherwise you're gonna forget and you're you're not gonna be fucking disciplined in games and shit you know so 
I, I, w- I wish that I would, but I was, you know, you're a stupid kid. So you're like, fuck it. And then you become a caster. And then, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, that's the, the beginning of oh. the end, right? Right there. So if do you think if you went back and you applied yourself that you would legit, like you'd have a good chance of being tier one? Uh, or, I think because like, there's this aspect of like being a good player mechanically, and then there's the aspect of just having good networking, right? I feel like that's such an undervalued skill. True. For these. Like Boba has been on, he's coached EG for how long? That's a, obviously he's really good, but like his entire career is based off of networking because he's really good at true. it. True. Yeah. True. I think uh, there's a, there's a couple of there's a couple of other things too. Like I never had problems like with networking. I would always become like fairly good friends with the people on. Uh, on teams to the point of like fucking around and ruining things because I would like make them fuck around too. So that was not a huge problem, but the like not taking it seriously myself eventually led to teams like eventually having to kick me because I just wasn't good enough and I like wasn't putting in the work, even though they were like friends with me. It would always be like a very painful kicking uh, where it's like, oh, we still like you sort of situation. And then I also didn't accept criticism very well. I was always like very um like mathematical when i was thinking about the game uh i was not treating dota as if it really is which is like a lot of its feelings and instincts and you know really quick shit i I was thinking like you know somebody would say like oh you know you should do this and instead of being like yeah you're probably right i would be like well you know hypothetically we could have done this too hypothetically this hypothetically that and when it comes to like breaking shit down after replays and and that sort of thing like Talking about all the hypotheticals and defending yourself is the most is one of the most cancerous things, and I, I, I realize that now as a as an adult. But you know, like I said, you're a fucking dumb kid. Uh, you play some Dota, and then all of a sudden you're a caster. That's right. That's yeah. again the beginning of the end. You can but, also uh, do it. You can also go the Counter Strike route. What's that? Ends ends up the same way. You're asked, Shannon. Oh, you mean Counter Strike Pro into irrelevant Dota, Dota personality? Okay, yeah. Either way, it's a downhill slide regardless, right? Yeah. Yeah. Life is, you know, life is downhill. But that's the thing. So is that, yeah. how are you going to sum up your, your uh, pro playing career? Or pro playing more? career? You know, I, I definitely have no, re- no regrets in terms of, um, like, I think probably I, I would have loved to have done more competitively. Like, I would have lo- loved to have, like, at least gone to a TI. I had one actual international LAN, which is cool. But I would have not, like, there were no majors back then, but it was like, you know, a, a major. I had one of those. We got in for really bullshit reasons, but still, we won a qualifier. Uh, but I would have loved to have, like, done a TI. That, that's, that's my only regret. But in terms of, like, I, we had some fun, man. We had some fucking team houses. You know, some of my best memories are from, like, team houses and shit. So I'm super glad that I didn't just do, like, the software engineering thing, you know, and that I actually was like, all right, let's be fucking degenerates. Let's play some games. because. Uh, it's been interesting. And what did your family think about the transition to become like, did you have a job on the side or anything? Like after you graduated I did. college? I did. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like with my family, there was always a secondary thing. And I think that's, I don't want to blame anything else. Cause like, you know, when it comes to your life, really, no matter how hard it is, everything is your choice. Like the choice might be hard, but it's still, it's still yours even if it's like, you know, 1% chance that it'll happen. But my family definitely, uh, the the gaming thing, like in Canada in general, like we don't have a land center in the city that I live in. Like nobody thinks gaming is, is you know, reasonable here. And I think a lot of people have that. 
but I definitely had this like insecurity of like, oh, if I'm, you know, just a Dota player and then I fail at it, I'm literally just a fucking degenerate loser living in my mom's basement. So I would always have like a second business going on that's like making me money or I would have a job, you know, I'd be doing school, shit like that. Give me examples, uh, quick examples. I worked at an insurance company uh, called Empire Life Financial. Yeah, I was a web developer. Oh, okay. I was going to say, are you talking on the phone? Because that would be fucking hilarious. No, 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 no. (laughs) I was was a web developer. No, they wouldn't trust me with the phones. Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Did that make you, like, for me... And we, yeah, there's that, always, that made me want to kill myself for sure. Yeah, there's this uh, this running joke for those that don't know. Uh, I guess there's a lot of inside jokes between me and Jenkins, but that I'm kind of like the older version of him because he's a degenerate. Um, he's going to end up being fat like me. The only thing that we don't have in common is that he's obsessed with diet soda, and I absolutely abhor it. But You haven't had good ones. Look, check this one out. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Coke Extra? What the hell Yeah, is Extra that? Caffeine with Cherry Flavor. Okay. No, I mean, it's, not. Cher- Black- it's extra diet. It has minus calories. Blackberry. That'd be sick, actually. Cherry does make it a little bit better. I actually don't remember what the hell I was going with on this one. What was my? Where was? What was I directing oh, this? Sorry about that. Uh, inside joke. Uh, degenerate. You're, we're both degenerates. You're an older degenerate. We're both balding, fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're both balding. <laughs> where the hell was I going with that? Jesus. Sorry about. Sorry about that. I shouldn't have yeah, done that. Jenkins the, really ruined this. All right, interview's over. Damn. Okay, I'll remember it in a minute. Uh, But where were we in the grand scheme of things? So, oh, oh, yeah, I remember now. So, that for me, when I had like tech support jobs and you know real jobs before the whole esports thing began, like over ten years ago now, it motivated me beyond belief because I was so fucking miserable, so miserable, and I didn't realize how miserable I was back then until like until now or until I actually got a job I enjoyed, you know. So, like that keeps me motivated no matter what even though i'm inherently a very lazy person which i assume based on uh your track record you are as well uh would so is that something that you keep in the back of your mind or was it not as miserable for you as it was for me uh you know what i i i think for me the the real problem was like i didn't like the the end product that i was making I, i didn't like the fact that i was developing basically like the way an insurance company works is like you have two two clients and honestly one is more important than the other the first client is the actual like people that are buying insurance but fuck them they're they don't matter the real clients are the advisors who are uh, selling the insurance so what we were basically doing was making websites that they could use to sell insurance to other people so we were basically making websites for like a hundred to two hundred like 60 year old white dudes in in Canada to like scam people for fucking life insurance. And, and that, that's not a good feeling. Like, and you know, I live in like a shitty small town, so it didn't really pay as much as like some crazy software engineering job in like, you know, San Francisco or Toronto or something like that. So it wasn't like we were getting paid out the ass to do it. So it was like, it, it was kind of motivating, but I could see myself doing some other, like I'd work at valve or something, you know, that, that would be cool. Like make some games. But it's still like, you know, it's still gaming. Gaming is the thing that I like. I imagine you guys are the same. It's like, as long as you're involved in, in some way, you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, back in Worked my for day. for an insurance company, and that's how I got into gaming. That's right. That's a yeah. perfectly so that's normal. It's, all about. it's about gaming life. I mean, everybody's trajectory is different, and it, they all have weird-ass beginnings like that. Like, for me, 
uh, I mean, kind of echoing what you said, like, I didn't know what, like, again, I know I'm fucking old. I realize that I'm old, okay? But back in yep. my day, there, there wasn't any kind of Say it again path. for the guys in the back. There wasn't any kind of career path for esports at all. Like, nothing existed. Esports literally did not exist. And I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? Because like, I was like, do I do game design? I have zero skills for game design at all. But I just knew I wanted to be involved in the competitive aspect of gaming. And do you, I didn't know how. You don't how. still think... You, with your current knowledge, you don't still think you have zero skills in game design, right? Pretty close to zero. I mean, okay. okay. When I, when I, I feel like... Yep. I feel like you're underselling yourself. It's kind of, you know, it's your shtick. It's my shtick. So, oh, look at us. Big fucking degenerates. Big losers. But, you know, you probably you probably feel like you're, you know, I know how you feel about your mechanics, your agative scepters, your ag shards and shit like that. <laughs> Come on. I, I can appreciate your honesty, Jenkins, but that kind of attitude is just not welcome on this podcast. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you're not allowed to that. compliment me. Yeah, we don't we don't do that we don't <laughs> we're not that. nice here yeah That's you're a piece of shit sunshine no, no, your yeah. beard looks like fucking pubes dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> got him <laughs> anyway uh going back to what we were talking about which was your pro career um i do want to ask you about arkosh gaming because i don't know if you've heard of this team but i know that you have been rumored to be gremlo which i think between you and me we've both pretty much established that that's 100% not possible because you've not played in a lot of the matches, supposedly, when Gremlin was yeah. playing. So uh, even though this has nothing to do with you being on Arkosh, I just want to ask you, what do you think of Arkosh as a concept? You know, uh, as a concept, if Slacks and I were just sitting in a green, green room shooting the shit, mm. it definitely seems like something that a group of people could could come up with and and really you know, get behind and convince, possibly even convince somebody who wasn't that into it in the first place, possibly a big streamer and convince them to do it as well. Uh, saying that you would do something called Judge BSJ and then he actually ended up doing it on his own. Uh, is there a way to delete VODs? Is there a way to delete VODs in here? Yeah, go, ahead and cut this part, go ahead and cut yeah. this part out. Yeah, no problem. No, no problem. I'm, you know, I'm behind the idea. I think, uh, I think at the time, a lot of people were thinking about uh, the fact that Tier two NA was kind of drowning. Nobody was really watching it, and I, I think the the idea is, uh, you know, to get to get NA views at at basically any cost because it's uh, you know desperate situations call for desperate measures. And I know a lot of people disagree with the execution, and that's probably because the people behind it are kind of fucking stupid. But you know, they're trying their best. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I so I talked to Slacks. Of course, this is. I just want to make it clear: this is completely unrelated, Jenkins. I just randomly put this in here because I thought it might be interesting to talk about. But uh, obviously, Slacks came to me early on in the the idea process, the concept, and I was like, "This is a really good idea." I think the only problem you might have is finding sponsors for something that's satanic, and I think that uh, continues. Of course, it might be easier than finding a sponsor for Nigma, but that's a whole nother story. And that's a tier one team. So, I mean, not every team can get away with the sponsorship round, right? So hopefully that works out. I was thinking about making a counter team where it's the church of something, and it's just the complete opposite of Arkosh. Would, would you like to join that team, Jenkins? Can you be a part of that? that sure, I'll join that. Yeah, I'll, I'll join that. I'll be, I'll be a, a gremlin <laughs> character on that. Yes, that makes a lot of sense for that. Okay, perfect. Uh Okay, so oh, past your pro, yes. You make a church team and you get it sponsored by Pepto Bismol. That's life goals for you, right there. Imagine that. What Imagine is the you relation? Could pull that off. What's the relation? Holy shit! That doesn't matter. 
I think it's like Alter Boys. <laughs> Are you following? The, Are you following the, where I'm going with that? Okay, Pepto Bismol should not be used as lube. I'm just gonna throw it out there in case people are getting the wrong idea. Um, anywho, so talk to me about your early YouTube endeavors because you were part of Dota Alchemy, if I'm not mistaken, where that's kind of where you basically got your start in ter terms of like the YouTube uh, aspect of things for your career. Take me through how that started and how it ended and all that stuff. Sure, sure. So uh, it really all started with, uh, oh, geez. And see, now I'm you're making me remember things. This is like the Dr. K shit all. This is fucking therapy right now. Make me remember I, things I forgot. I won't so, make you cry. I promise. Oh, geez. Well, you already started talking about my fucking pro career, so there's nothing worse than that. Uh, so basically, I was doing Game Leap. I was working with them. Uh, so much so that I was actually considering moving to Bulgaria and like t taking. Can I say this? Am I on an NDA? I don't remember. Maybe I, I don't. It's probably been fucking forever. I was I was going to like actually take like a percentage ownership in the company to l literally work with them as like as like the Dota manager person for that. Like we were super serious about it. But at that time, I had committed to making a game with a friend of mine, and we weren't finished it. So I was like. I can't do it until like, you know, five months down the line. And then they were like, sorry, dude, like we need somebody fast. And then I think that's where speed came in. And then so after that, I started working with a site called Pugna, P Pavugna, which did the oh, same, yeah. the same thing, essentially the exact same thing. And they're paying, once again, I don't know if I fucking signed an NDA, I'm probably going to get sued here or whatever, I'll just kill myself. But $200, $200 an hour, they were paying. Is that fucking crazy to make Dota content? I would literally just record a replay review, make 200 bucks. Is this the and Bulgaria so then, one? Is this no, like this is not Bulgaria or something? Okay. No, they were like Silicon Valley, like crazy oh, investors. Obviously, man. this thing was like probably never going to last. They're paying Dota content creators 200 fucking bucks an hour. Uh, so I was doing that for a while. They crashed and burned, of course. And so the guy that was like... So how did that make you feel? Uh, <laughs> that definitely made me feel like not so good because I wanted to, I wanted to uh, have money because I was spending it all on Bitcoin. And then Bitcoin <laughs> oh. crashed, which was not so good for me. <laughs> Uh, it was about $30,000 that went down the drain there. Not so Did good. Did you make sure to sell it before it was at an all-time high recently? Uh, I actually do not have any Bitcoin, but uh, I wish I did. When I when I uh, I said to my girlfriend, if, if Ethereum goes under 100, which it did, I was going to buy, but uh, I did I did not have money at that time. So I wish I did. Um, I didn't realize you were part of Game Leap and Pugna. And what was, was the other yeah. one again? Uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Sure. Okay. Because we we used to work they with were a lot of those companies to go make Dota content for them. I wonder if we to ever be... put any Jenkins videos on our channel before. Maybe we did. It's been so long. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. I think you did. I think you did put one. I think like a Pudge video. Yeah, like people that. hated it, so we just had to delete it. Yeah. I remember. You probably that. deleted it. Yeah. yeah it's going to be like this as well. This is our new podcast channel. We're going to put this one on. People will hate it. Yeah. We'll delete it. And we'll be back to zero again. I mean, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother. I, I mean, I'd turn the stream off right now if you're if I were you guys. So Pugna uh, went under, and then what happened? And then the guy that I was that I was like in communication with, that was their like Dota manager, and they only had Dota, was uh, Donnie, the guy I did Dota Alchemy with, and he was like, "Fuck, dude, like I need to, you know, pay rent. They can't pay me anymore because you know they're bankrupt." And I was like, "Yo, dude, I need to pay rent too." I was paying two hundred fifty bucks a month in rent at that point, which that's tough. That's tough. So you know, I had to make two hundred fifty bucks. So we basically remade Pugna. We made a DotaAlchemy.com. We actually had like 200, 300 subscribers, which was not bad. 
So it was like, you know, a thousand bucks a month or something. And then we were putting videos on that. And then we had a YouTube channel and then we were like at a point, fuck this, let's just do a YouTube channel. And then we did. And then it worked uh, fine. It worked okay. We had a podcast, which actually is great for like Patreon because people can like interact with you and put questions. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like that. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, how, that's long, smart. how long we were you part of Dota Alchemy? It's like about a year, year and a bit. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Okay. So why uh, did you guys stop then? So at a point, I I was legitimately going to like put Dota on like the side burner and Dota Alchemy was like, we did replay review every, every uh, week, which was like, geez, we would go for like four or five hours. We did the podcast. We were doing like a video a day. So it was like literally just constant work. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not fucking laying bricks out here or something. So it's not a big deal, but it was a lot of work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go program a game or I'm going to go like do programming. I'm going to 50, 50 instead of spending all my time doing Dota shit. And then I quit. And then when I quit, I got a bunch of like messages from people asking to like cast and do other shit. For some reason, people were like, oh, fuck, this guy exists now. <laughs> and then I got a bunch of gigs. And then the gigs were like basically paying enough that it's like, all right, I'm going to put this like galaxy battles ladies and gentlemen <laughs> no no dude no no this was literally like omega league this was like recent oh okay like, we didn't get to go talk okay we'll talk about galaxy battles during the casting section okay go see, ahead. The, yeah the, the galaxy <laughs> battles was like that was my first casting the, uh, casting is another thing i never 100 percent committed to because I, I was always like i want to do the dota 2 pro thing so i'd like try casting really hard, try to get good at it for like two months, try to be a Dota pro for two months, try to do casting. And like that, that's just, that just doesn't work. It's like hard to, you know, you have to put your focus and your energy in like one thing to be really, really good at it. I, see, like that's, my, my, that's the problem in my career. Like I, I, I've tried everything. Just a little dabble here, a little dabble there. Uh, and it fucked me in some regards. But at the end of the day, like I feel like I get bored if I just do one thing. I, I like the idea of being well-rounded. So I don't really regret anything I've done. So continue, Jenkins, please. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about Dota Alchemy and how it transitioned to your own YouTube show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So also, you know, I like I looked around Dota and I saw that, well, okay, I started posting stuff on my own channel just, just when I had time to make a video. I'd make a video. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I already did my Dota Alchemy videos for the week. I'm going to put this on my channel, see how it does. And then it actually started doing really well. And on Dota Alchemy, we had like a certain way of doing videos too. We'd have like the intro, we'd be really serious. So on my channel, I could literally just say like the dumbest fucking shit, literally talking about hobos and fighting over pizza crusts and shit like that with them. And then people people thought it was funny, which was cool. And so I was basically like at this time, I was like, all right, I'm going to quit Dota Alchemy and then I'm going to just do one video a week on my channel, which was way less work. And then the video started getting like 100K views and shit. And then I got a bunch of casting gigs. And so I was like, well, shit, I can't quit. I can't quit yet. This is this is good things happening. Uh, here we are. Look at me. I'm on freaking We Say Things. Cinderin's right there. Suns fan. I fucking watched you play at a TI. I fucking watched all the Dota Cinema videos there. Dude, I'm sitting on here yeah. on a podcast with you guys. This is crazy. Like, now this will blow my fucking is... cock off two, yeah. two years ago. This will blow so... my cock right off. So what happened to your video game? Did you Yeah, what kind of video game was it? That one? I okay, I did finish it. It's called the Farlsworth effect. And well, okay. We did Farlsworth effect. Yes, okay. Okay. So my claim is it about fighting for pizza crust. 
Okay, my claim to fame, my claim to fame with this with this game is that I we actually it. It has zero hits. We actually oh. got we actually got greenlit. So we actually got greenlit, which on is Steam. cool. Am I spelling this right? On Steam, yes, we got greenlit. How do you which, spell Farlsworth? Uh, F A R L S W O R T H. So the the Steam green light page does not do it justice at that time i didn't know anything of i literally just made a demo for the game and then i was like you know the demo will carry it so i didn't do any work on the green the green light page and so it looks really fucking bad but i i've played the game like years later and it's actually fun like we i based it off of the warcraft 3 you know the mazes where you'd like get one hit by shit like uh what, Hmm. what, what, what were they called like i can't think of any right now maze of honor that was one of them it was basically that. And so the, the, this game had a full editor. So you could literally make your own mazes and shit. And that was the idea behind it was like to basically Pyramid Escape. Yeah, that was another sick one. Like basically that was the idea behind this game was that it was just like this one hit kill sort of you're dodging things. It was just fun. It was silly. Like we we're going to sell it for like two bucks on Steam. It wasn't trying to get rich or something. It was literally just like I want to make a game people will like spend a few hours on so enjoy their sounds time. like a passion project then so, similar to pog yeah. for me or something like that because yeah it, even though it, does, it didn't end up being successful it just it feels like looking back i'm glad i did it right do you feel the same way like that's just something yeah. cool to yeah. be a part of right definitely definitely i i i wish we had executed better because like knowing what i know now i i feel like you know this game would would uh have what are you laughing at over there, bastard? I see you laughing. No, it's nothing. It's nothing about what you're saying. I found the Farlsworth effect on Steam, and I scroll down, and it says created by, and then there's your two Steam accounts, the two creators. One is called Andy, and the other is called Offlane or Grief Unintentional. Yeah, yeah, that's me. It's just like you go find this game, you're like what the fuck is this? Dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, one of the bi- one of the biggest compliments that I ever got was uh we actually on the greenlight page we actually had a guy who was like a pretty big indie game developer he played it and he was like you know the graphics are really bad but the gameplay is pretty good and the writing's actually good and I was like oh my fucking god we That's actually awesome. thought the writing was we thought the writing was bad like we literally it's just jokes it's just jokes like there's this one joke where if you go up to a haystack and you keep searching it. It says, like, you search the haystack, you find a needle. You search the haystack, you find two needles. And you k- keeps doing it. And then the last thing is it gives you the option to brush off the hay. And then it's literally just a pile of needles. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, like, we put literally stupid fucking shit like that in there. And uh, so knowing what I know now about, like, YouTube thumbnails, let me tell you what the problem was. So the problem was that haystack joke is I think that's a good bit. I think that's actually pretty funny. The problem is there were 10 haystacks in the spawn zone only one of them gave you that joke. So people would play it and you'd literally need to spend like five minutes going through all the haystacks to get the joke. And knowing what I know now about people's attention span and YouTube is that if I were to remake that game, I'd make one haystack. So people are guaranteed to experience that joke because most people will just walk by and not interact with anything, right? So there's like things I wish I had executed better, but I'm still proud of like how close we were to like making something that was that was good. No, that that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So I should have mentioned this before, but in the description of the YouTube video, it's gonna have <clears throat> Jenkins' Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, which I want to continue on with YouTube for a bit more. Uh, so and a your channel game. You're okay. Sure. I guess. Fine. Uh, if you link it to me, you're gonna have to link it to me uh, in Discord. Or I mean, something. I don't. Even, I don't even know if you can. I don't think you can like download it anywhere. Well, people can see it at least. Wait, why uh, not? 
I found it on Steam. You can buy it uh, still? I, I think it's just a green light page. I think you can just see the... Oh, you can't get the game via this in any way. No, no, no. Can we uh, pirate your have... game by any chance? I do still have the files, actually. I do oh. still have the files. So I was thinking it says of release like... date third quarter of 2017. So we were going to do that, but then basically my buddy and I were both like coming out of college or we were like finishing college and we were super scared of our university debts. And thank God for this like Pugna website paying $200 an hour because I paid off my university debt within like three months and then they went bankrupt. So thank fucking God for <laughs> Silicon Valley investors because they paid my student debts. I got very lucky on that one. That's good to hear. Uh, okay, so your YouTube channel, it has about, last I checked, it was about 100,000 subs, and your views are, I mean, I people that know me well know that I'm not really the one that manages the YouTube channel very much. Like, we've talked about this before, Jenkins, and you know more about YouTube than me, honestly, because it just doesn't interest me for some reason, like, in terms of the, like, what makes a good video technically in terms of views That's a compliment, whatnot. dude. That's a compliment, dude. I was a big Suns fan fan way back in the fucking day, but, you know, then I met you, and it's like, well... Don't meet yeah. your heroes, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk to you a bit about YouTube because you're, I don't even know if you're getting more views than Dota Center. You probably are. I mean, your your videos get more views per video, but I don't know how many videos you come out per week. But what did you learn about YouTube to, because I've tried to explain this on stream and a little bit on the podcast about like why our podcast has kind of ruined our channel. So what are the things like, you're, you have fucking clickbait as shit thumbnails. They all have arrows, I've noticed, which seems to work. Like, what are the things that surprised you that worked for YouTube algorithm? Because it seems like you just have to kind of follow down a specific path and you can't really, like, if we wanted to put every video we made on the same channel, which we've been doing, it's garbage, right? It's fucking garbage. Okay. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about this arrow thing. Okay. People meme about it and I'm not some fucking Houdini here. Okay. Like, once again, not a bricklayer. I don't do fucking hard work. This shit's easy. Not complaining about anything. Very grateful. But with that being said, the, it's not about the arrows, okay? The reason I do the arrows and everything is because it, at this point, I want somebody to see a thumbnail and like know that it's mine because, so that's the only reason that I stick to that. But I have a buddy, that guy that I was talking about, the, the wild player, I helped mm -hmm. him do his YouTube channel from literally scratch. He had zero subs, nothing. And now he's got like 10,000 or something. So I'm super fucking confident. And I've, I've helped a few people in Dota too, like make their thumbnails better. I'm super confident in like the formula for the for the for the thumbnails because i've seen it work from scratch that actually taught me a lot about like building from scratch too which is quite different from like somebody like lukey lukey or bsj who's building from like an existing audience that's that is different but the arrows are not necessarily important what is important to me about a thumbnail is like instantly in a 0.5 seconds literally 0.5 seconds that's all people give you maybe even less is like getting across the idea of the video and then having the idea of the video like hook people in to actually watch it so it doesn't matter how fucking stupid they look the thumbnails how simple they are how clickbait they are as long as it gets across the idea of the video it's doing its job and then if the idea of the video is good then people will watch it that's the way i see it so the arrows to me are like not important because this guy that you can check out his channel he's called i palomore on, on youtube but i helped him with his thumbnails and shit and he doesn't do the arrows like he's done it in a couple but he uses like the same principles of just really quickly trying to get across like exactly what it is that you're talking about in the video, basically. That's what cool. was the question again? <clears throat> no, just general things that you learned about YouTube that maybe surprised you. Because like back in the, again, back in Can the Can you do day, our thumbnails <laughs> for our podcast, Jenkins? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I can... uh, 
I, I, I'll be the thumbnail for the episode where you're the guest. How are you going to get people's attention with you? That, okay, yeah, because I have to make this, and I have no skills in what Photoshop. What can we possibly do that so, gets people okay. interested when they see it's with Jenkins? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> Just put Pudge's face there. That's your favorite hero, right? I actually don't know. Like with with podcasts, I've I've never I've never done this. Well, to be fair, actually, so I did experiment a bit with Dota Alchemy. We had our podcast, and when we started. Basically, like, so we had a background that was like this white Dota Alchemy background. So people knew it was going to be Alchemy Answers, which is what we called our podcast. And then we would throw stuff like in front of it uh, regarding like what we talked about in it. And so one of them was basically like Alchemy Answers, like what starting items to buy in Dota. And then we had like some crazy fucking starting items there that like nobody was getting. And so like that clickbaits people into watching that because they want to see like, oh, as a Dota player, I know these are dog shit starting items. But then they're saying, like, what starting items should we go in Dota? So people will click that. So right. I suppose, like, even with podcasts, like, whatever the most relevant thing is, that's, like, the most clickable, like, crazy thing. So, you just, like, you, you just get that across. So episode episode with Jenkins as guest, and then the thumbnail is Brad Pitt, is what you're saying. There you go. That's ex that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's 100%. Yeah. Okay. That's it's funny we because do we, that, we've been doing we'll the same. For, that. for the most part, we've been doing the same thumbnail for every episode because it's a podcast. So I didn't really think, like, we, we do these... Uh, clickbait titles which we started out doing for fun as being ironic but then we realized that it actually literally works which is sad so now we're doing it for real kind of uh it's like this sad real existence ironic. between the middle um and then the last episode you guys can look on our youtube i changed the thumbnail to be more catchy and it got less views so i, I got a lot to learn in this department you know i got <laughs> we fucked up that uh, <laughs> i've actually i've done some i've done some good experiments with that like i I thought that maybe if you change shit like after the fact, it wouldn't work. Uh, but it does. It actually does. It can fuck you over and it can like fix things. Uh, videos will get like re-promoted if they're if the like thumbnail is good enough. Like there's one where I had this video about like basically smoking through the enemy jungle and making people tilt by like blocking all of their camps. Like if the enemy team has like two farming heroes, you just do that. And then in pubs, people tilt because they have to communicate with their supports to like buy wards. They'll never fucking do that. It's going to suck. So I basically had this like thumbnail of like a TA rage pinging a camp. The camp had a sentry in it. And then the TA was saying, well played, GG, something like that. And so basically that thumbnail, I, I thought I really thought the video was good. I thought the video was good. And so that thumbnail was not getting clicks. And I think it's because there was too many elements in that to focus on in like 0.5 seconds. The mm. the camp, the sentry, the the PA, the TA uh, pinging, the it would literally too many screen elements that people's like eyes will just see it as noise. So I literally replaced it with this one. Uh, let me link this and maybe. Oh, great. Well, people listening are going to really love okay. this. I'll, I'll put it in chat. I'll put it in chat. Oh, you can't. Fuck's sake. You can't even see it. Anyway. Okay. I'll just describe the image. It's literally just an image of a sentry in a camp. That's it. And then the thumb, the title is this causes rage that that's literally, <laughs> or that's, that's, that's the, um, the, the words on it. And mm. it's, the thing is, and that's the point, is like it's it gets across the same thing. It gets across the exact same thing, and you instantly recognize what it is. And then the title is How to Mentally Break Your Enemies in Dota 2. So why the fuck in the thumbnail was I showing the enemies being mentally broken? And then I'm also telling you in the title, enemies are going to be mentally broken. Like, do I think my viewers are fucking stupid and they need to be told something like five times? It doesn't make any sense. So like th that's where a lot of people fuck up thumbnails, I think, mm. is they state the same information multiple times. But like you have people's attention for 0.5 seconds. Don't waste their fucking time. Like 
they're just rereading the same thing twice, they're going to look away. And I changed it, and the video went from getting terrible views to one of my most viewed videos, actually. It's got like 240K views now. Well, after how much time did you change it? So basically, like, what happened, I changed it after like a month or two. Because I was like, you know what? I'm so sure this video, like the concept behind this video, I legit think people can do this in their like three, 4K bracket and they're going to win a ton of games because people will literally like rage quit because that literally, this happened to me, this, this in 7K bracket, I was playing against some like European TA who I, I knew was a rager from the previous game. And so I was like, I'm going to block all this guy's fucking camps. And he, he legit, I went to the replay after and just laughed at him, spam pinging the camps. And then the, the, the wind ranger who was his support, was doing chat wheels, like passive-aggressive chat wheels back to him. And I was like, dude, it fucking worked. So I made a video about it. I, I, like, I knew the concept was good. And so I fucked up with the thumbnail because it was there was literally too much in it. I but do not... This... Sorry, does this remind you of working at the insurance company where you're like, you're making a video for financial gain, but you're just making people fuck over others in games and get angry <laughs> at each other? How does that make you feel? <laughs> Is it worth the money, Jenkins? Like... You know what? You make people get angry at each other in video games for profit. That's it's true. It's pretty you know sad, what? right? Let me tell you, it's erotic. It's very <laughs> erotic for me. Damn, to you've know grown that... up. You're so much older than back then. You've just yeah. realized that life is about misery, and you just embraced it. Good on you, dude. I, That's awesome. Yeah, He's it's, uh, you're perfect actually, for this yeah. podcast. Actually, State I just realized right. you've grown so much. You wouldn't have been good ten years ago, but now, man, dude, you look at you. Yeah, yeah. Life is pain. Awesome. Life is suffering. I, you know what? If it's going to be inflicted anyway, it may as well be inflicted by me. That's that's the way I see it. Yeah, that's the way. That's I see true. It. So I do want to say one thing before so you're ready we move to do on to the, the calls now. Before yeah. the next segment, um, because I know there's going to be a lot of comments regarding Dota Cinema. I've talked to Jenkins about this in the past as well. Uh, but from our perspective, from Dota Cinema's perspective, one of the biggest reasons that we've kind of faltered, and you know, recently, last two years, it's been a huge jump down or plummet, whatever you want to call. It. Be possibly because of the podcast, which is another story. But <clears throat> Sorry. back when we started the channel, everything about YouTube was completely different. Like we would spend so much time making like these three, four minute highlight videos. Like I'm talking about a shit ton of time and money getting tons of replays, people to volunteer that we would actually pay. So not really volunteers to go through all the replays to pick out which ones we want to do. We have the editor, everything. Like it takes, takes so long to make our videos, but then they changed it so that it, you basically get paid for minutes watched, which is really dog shit for that format. So basically came down to, will we completely change how you know we got successful to begin with? And the answer should have been yes, and apparently it was no. Um, so essentially, like if you do a let's, but like Jenkins, like he puts a lot of effort in his videos. So I'm not saying that your videos uh, aren't worthy or whatever, but if you're making like a let's play, like literally just record yourself playing for an hour, that will make more money than a four minute video on average. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. it takes no effort whatsoever to do that. But for you, you do like, do you go for like this eight? Cause it used to be 10 minutes. Now it's eight. I believe is like the point where you could put like more ads or I don't even know what they even constitute as anymore. But is there like a, a certain time limit that you strive to get to, or do, is it just about, you know, the videos as long as it needs to be. To be honest, uh, it's like, it's more like, I just want, the algorithm to to give me views. I, I've talked to BSJ about this a lot. Like he was trying to urge me to put like mid-roll ads on videos and I don't have them because it's like the Dota MMR addiction thing we were talking about. I think we were talking about that off stream or maybe on stream. I don't know. Um, and it's like, I, I just I just want the views to be big. I literally do not care about the money. So I'm just, uh, if a video is like 10 minutes, it's because I'm trying to keep the watch time 
I want the watch time to go up because if your average watch time goes up, then YouTube promotes promotes your video. And like they speak about this freely in their like engineering blogs that they do, like how how they promote videos across the platform. And it's like average view duration matters. And it's not average view percentage because average view percentage would mean that the three second videos, like the memes would all literally be like 100% all the time. So they can't do that. So it's average view duration. It's the click through rate on the thumbnail. Uh, and then it's, I don't know, there's probably some other random metrics, but it's mostly average view duration and the click through rate. Like legitimately, that's it. So thumbnail matters a lot. And then people actually like sticking around and watching more than they watched the previous videos. So I'll make some videos that are not like intentionally garbage, but I know that some of my videos will not do well simply because I need a video to bring the average view duration down so that I can bring it up for the next one and get the clicks on that, if you know what I mean, which is fucking huh. stupid, but yeah, that's but that's so that's how it works. And they they talked about it in their engineering blog where they're like, there's just no better way of doing this currently. We just don't like we don't have a solution. It's it's actually like a kind of complicated like uh CS problem, like you know, the two generals problem. You have this very seemingly simple thing on the surface, but then when you come up with all the solutions, it's like, oh wait, this won't work for that reason. This won't work for that reason. You know, it's is this one I is this one I tell him, Shannon? Huh? Is this one I tell him? Sure. We we know these concepts, and the reason we brought you on the podcast is because we need to bring the views down for the next one. That's right. Thank you, Jenkins, for bringing that. Uh, the views plummeting. You, you have no videos, you fucking liar. What you, you have no average. It's <laughs> a literally be an infinity percent increase on the average. This is true. Well, for one channel, it's going to be on both channels. Don't don't forget. Hoping that. this video gets minus five views because of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on to your casting. Uh, I guess we can kind of group up casting, paneling, and all that good stuff. Uh, how have you enjoyed that? Like, how did it start? Because I remember, was your first event Galaxy Battle? Because that was a, an absolute disaster. You and I went to China as part of Moonduck. Uh, <laughs> tournament was atrocious, just atrocious. But we had yeah. fun yeah. watching the literal hundreds of people that worked there for some reason <laughs> as they all stood around. Like, they just kept asking if we needed help. And, like, what are you going to help with? Your tournament's there was a disaster. A lot of, uh, there was a lot of sleeping security guys there. That was very yeah, that was, not so good for us. So weird. There were so many employed people that should not have been employed. Why do you yeah, need hundreds yeah. of people? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad that I I got to experience China because of that tournament. It was fun. Well, you went we to WCA fun. before that, right? As a player. That's true. That's true. You yeah, you, yeah. you were a part of two of the worst tournaments of all time, and so was I. <laughs> I was very sadly actually the only. What's the one. common denominator? This is true. This is true. Actually, now that I think about it, the only Midas Mode 2 as well is on that list. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) The only land that I've ever actually casted was fucking Galaxy Battles. That's the only land that I've ever physically because I started like getting casting invites after COVID. So, well, you were Mm. in Midas Mode 2, right? I wasn't Midas Mode, but that wasn't, you know, that's a land. I guess it's a land. Yeah, I guess it's a land. Oh, well, the so, teams weren't there, right? So, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I would still categorize it as a, there was like a crowd and close enough. Live setting. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. And then the only tournament that I've ever gone to, I think the only international tournament that had like actual, you know, European teams and shit was fucking WCA. <laughs> oh, no. Where S4 got pneumonia, almost died. Uh, I mean, they did. They ended up winning. They ended up winning. With, I mean, that's. 
That's one of those underdog stories right there. I mean, you know, I word. never got, I never got my prize money for that. They owe me like eight thousand dollars. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. And I just never all. got it. My whole team did. I'm the only one who didn't get it because I had like a problem with my banking info. Even though like I checked, it's fine. I remember I, I, I was like there with the boys from DC, and I was Curtis, aka AUI two thousand, was literally playing a match. And some admin came by in the middle of the match and plugged his phone into AUI's computer to charge it and just stood there. And AUI's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's just a small example of so many different things that came together. Is the literal worst event. This is WCA, the literal worst event of all time. You know like, what's crazy? Holy shit. The prize pool was like huge, though. Like, was there huge. was like yeah. $2 million or something on the line. It was actually like fucking TI level. Well, it was like no. D DAC level or something like that. There's it was Alliance. Big, yeah. They won like five hundred thousand dollars for that or something. Like they they stole. They that eventually that was, got their money because they hounded them for years. Uh, they did. They did. Maybe one day they'll send you a check. They had uh, they had Kelly right. So exactly. She, she was actually like she's the reason that my whole team got their got their money. But um, she was like she you know she she sent like emails out. And she's like you know you know I can contact me. I'll get you some money. I'll get you the money. And so I just didn't respond to her for like two months. And then it was too late where like some deadline. God, you had are passed. fucking procrastinating piece of garbage. Just like me. I swear. Yeah. yeah it's disgusting. Okay. So overall, like, how do you like casting? Do you, is it something you enjoy? Is it like, I know you dabble like me to a degree at least, but yeah, I like, I like casting. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's fun to like, I've, I started, I, when I originally casted, I didn't really like it that much because my like view on it was just was just bad not that like i thought it was bad i just mean that my the the way that i treated it and approached it was was bad like i didn't approach it like it's a craft but and you know i still fucking don't just cuz i'm a lazy degenerate but i respect it like i respect people that are good at it you know what i mean and before i was just like yeah it's just talking but you know i watched this guy on 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 uh his name's limmy he is he has he's a bbc he's a scottish guy and he he has like real tv shows but he does twitch and he does youtube as well it's he's fucking hilarious and, you know some other dudes like eric andre show tim and eric and i really like all of these guys and they're just basically doing jokes on camera and then i realized at a point that like that can be what casting is like that can be what like paneling is it's like basically just trying to you know find interesting dynamics and and jokes and just like make people laugh and shit and like comedy's a craft you know and I think when I started viewing it more as that and actually like trying things and trying to improve, it became a lot, a lot more fun because it wasn't just like, ah, I'm going to show up and like talk about a video game. It's like, okay, you know, I sucked at this thing. Like we talked about our, our TZ interview, for example. And like, I really thought about like what I fucked up in that to improve for the next one. I think the Bulba interview is way better. I, I seriously think that the people that said that, that there was like one guy and he got fucking downvoted. So he's fucking wrong. But the Arteezy <laughs> one, that was legitimate cri criticism that I saw on Reddit for that. I Okay. So this we were talking about this before we started recording. So I just want to mention to everybody, obviously Jenkins and I are doing DPC panel with uh, Dakota. And I this is not me tooting my own horn. I'm going to include all of us together. I think our questions as interviewers after the game are literally the best versus any other, not only esports, but any traditional sports as well. Nothing tilts me more as a viewer listening to generic ask questions. Like if I'm watching a basketball game and they just ask, so how do, how do you feel? And then they don't follow it up with anything interesting. Like I understand sometimes you have to get the generic questions out, but have some life in your fucking questions for God's sake. Make it interesting. Get personal. Try to be funny. That's fine. 
maybe that's I, not for everybody, but I, I legit think that this needs to be like interviews are so, so garbage overall on esports. Like, I, I feel, I feel like players have such interesting personalities and they never like, you have to break down some fucking barriers, especially with Dota players. Exactly. Dota players yeah. have gotten better. They've gotten better over the years, but like you have to break down some barriers to get somebody to like show their actual personality. Like I fucking love that Bulba interview, man. He was great. The SVG interviews have been amazing. Like, the guy's a literal genius. Like he's probably a monk. I don't know what he does, but he's like a monk or something like that. And I, I think if you just ask generic, like, how do you feel? Like they're never going to, you're never going to get that out. And so right. it's like, there's some risk associated with that. And I think that's where like the skill comes in. And you know, with like the Arteezy one, for example, I think there there was like, he had already started doing funny shit because of like what you asked him. And I think I could have asked him like a, a more serious one and he could have still given a really good response to that that wouldn't be generic so that's like my takeaway on that is that i was like hounding on like the part that i thought was funny too much so to like we didn't get any seriousness out of that interview at all so there's like elements of improvement there but i think there's no fucking way to like interview somebody and get a good interview without like taking some sort of risk because players are so used to being interviewed but and just get the bullshit questions how do you feel how do you feel about your next matchup and they're just like, oh, uh, you know, I feel good about it. Like, you always you always play to win. Oh, I fucking know you play to win. I've heard every fucking Dota player in the history of well, Dota say, the thing, oh, you play every game to win. I the, fucking know. I want to know what Indian food you like. You know, <laughs> yes, I need to know what kind of Indian food. So, Cinder, maybe you could uh, talk about this a bit as well, because when you were at TI, I'm sure you got some post-game interviews in one. Oh, maybe they didn't do as much back then. But anyway, you can get the idea regardless. Mm. Uh, like obviously some generic questions are needed, but like so many times at TI, you're like asking the coach about strategy stuff and they never answer. Like, why would they answer? Like it's competitive disadvantage yeah. to answer the question. Like, so don't bother. Like there's no point. So make it more interesting at least like from a player yeah, perspective, like done. what is your, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I think, I think that's one of the things that Casey did really well at TI in many of the interviews was getting out that personality. But I think it's way harder to do it in the pre-match setting because of the time limitation you have, right? Like the draft is over, you get 30 seconds with the coach and then you yeah. got to go. Like you can't really build up a fun narrative because you don't have time to tell a story. So you kind of have to just resort to, okay, how do you guys feel about the draft you have going into the game? And the game is the, the, game is the focus of that interview, right? It's about going into the game. But... The interviews that she's done with players in like outside of it have been really funny like or post-game interviews where teams have won and they're like winding down and it's more relaxed atmosphere you're not going into the match like you know interviews like the one that people remember where march is yelling because he's excited right she gets him to do the yell or whatever right Mom moments like that are really good because it's you get to see players with like more life and more more they become more of a person than just a player on the screen right yeah. Um, but yeah, for pre-match interviews, I don't know, man. I just feel like that's really hard to do. Uh, but I would say in Dota, a large part of what has progressed it to be better has been Casey and Slacks just doing interviews differently. And I think the golden standard we had before that was probably Hotbid. Hotbid, right? yeah, dude. Hotbid's interviews were really good because I did an interview with Hotbid. I think it's one of the most memorable interviews I've done because he made me feel like... It was funny and also uncomfortable at the same time because he was asking questions you weren't expecting and you weren't used to. And you're like, on the fly, you kind of need to like think up, okay, how am I going to answer this? Like, what kind of a fucking question is that? See, and that's see, where you get questions... to see what people are like. That's what Jenkins is saying, right? You take risks. Yeah, like, but his like, Hotbiz questions, questions are, wow. have, are always really good because he takes something that you know that, like, that they're passionate about that has nothing to do with Dota in a lot of cases. Like for me, 
talk about basketball. That's how you get the personality. That's how you get them excited. Oh, please fucking don't. Please don't. I won't. Anyway. Don't worry. Uh, but I, I will say that doing it online is much easier than Adelan. I will admit that that is definitely the case. Like you can't get away with a lot of the stuff that we do. If it was like literally on stage post game interview, that's a lot harder. I'll agree. Uh, okay. I th so I think last... even even post game, you probably could do a lot of the stuff you guys do. If like if the setting is there, if it's like the player comes over, for example, at Dream League, right? Uh, the Dream League lands we've had, the game is over. They call a player in to sit on the couch. You know, that's like the setting and the atmosphere of it. It's a bit more like banter. You know, but it's a lot easier to do post game than pre game. I just think pre game you 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 have so little to work with. The whole audience is just waiting to get into the fucking game. <laughs> like they yeah, don't really they don't really want to hear a guy talk. They just want to watch these two awesome teams play for a million dollars. So you just get these really quick words so that there's like some sort of connection and. I think the biggest thing that it did was promote the coach role a little bit more. I think that's what it did the most was make it clear how much of a, an impact the coach has on a team's performance because they've kind of been the unsung heroes a lot of the time of these teams doing well at TI. So yeah. I think that was the biggest thing it did. But yeah, yeah. the interviews themselves were and honestly just uninteresting. I'll say right? that players during the earlier days of Dota were really bad interviewees but they've, for the most mm. part, improved dramatically as well. So, you know, things have gotten a lot. I mean, they used to be even worse uh, back yeah. in the day. So, Oh, yeah. Okay, last thing about Jenkins before we get to, like, the general Dota stuff that I want to talk about. Um, you stream a lot, Jenkins. I've hosted you many times. This is the first time you've hosted me, so thank you, uh, yeah, bastard. Welcome. It'll be probably the last time, too. Yep, it's going agreed. horribly. So how is that going? Like, are you enjoying it? Is Did you expect it to be, like, how often do you even stream right now? Because your uh, hours are just awful, like mine. Oh, I'm fucked. I, I'm uh, I'm very grateful that uh, people click. I don't know. I guess a lot of <clears throat> misclicks. It's been going pretty well. It's been going pretty, pretty well. You know, getting some, one night I was up to freaking two thousand people. I didn't get any hosts. It's just, everybody was nobody was good with streaming. So people were like, fuck. I guess this is the only English guy that I'm gonna <laughs> click to, which is really good for me. Um, and I, I started viewing streaming more like. Uh, Fuck, it's a tough balance, like trying to be at least decent at Dota and then streaming because, like, I think the streaming thing is really fun. Uh, once again, going back to Limmy, I've been watching a lot of Limmy, and I he's probably my favorite guy right now. The guy's a fucking genius. I would 100% recommend checking out him on YouTube. He's hilarious, and he does a lot of like skits and comedy, just little comedy things. And he he always does stuff like without even speaking. He just does a, a bit that's like purely physical, which is so cool to see because you see all these American TV shows, it's pure dialogue. And so it's really nice to see something that actually abuses like the medium. Anyway, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Streaming. <laughs> God, your attention Streaming. spans okay. as bad as your viewers. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, let's fucking not talk about Dota Sumo <laughs> here, Mr. Fucking tits in the thumbnail. Okay. Oh, that's Streaming. Yeah, we do that now. So I started to think of streaming more like you get to do, I get to do jokes. I get to do bits. I get to try things that I think are funny that, uh, you know, I would do to my friends and see if like a thousand people find it funny as well. And, uh, and it's been great. I, I, I like that element of it. It makes it more like tiring. Cause you're like actually like kind of pre preparing. I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm preparing once again, I'm not a fucking surgeon or something like that, but you know, you prepare stuff. You written think jokes, it, SMH. Yeah, well, it's not pre-written. It's more like, you know, I'll do some joke. Like, the pets thing. The pets thing. Oh. Hello? Damn. Did Hello? we lose him? Yes. Jenkins? Hello? Come back, Jenkins. Sorry, back. I misclicked your... I'm... Yeah. He kicked me, I believe. Yeah. 
he kicked Did you me. actually move you? Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, no, he, he kicked just... me. Okay. Cinder I Millie, wish I kicked please? him. That would have been a good bit, actually. <laughs> so, where's like, oh yeah. Was that your bit, dis- by the way? <laughs> no, that wasn't a bit. That wasn't a bit. Okay. The so pet you get to try new stuff, disconnect. Before you go on, I would like to say that this following topic that Jenkins is going to talk about was done over and over at the Dota Summit. And I kept saying, and I wasn't lying, that it is so uninteresting and uninspired and not funny at all. But he just wants to make it a thing. So please. You know what? Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to talk meta for a second. You're doing the fucking bit again. I'm going to say this. So I was doing this joke to my girlfriend, and she thought I was really funny. Obviously not, you know, the greatest judge of what's funny because fucking you apparently didn't like it. And I told her, I still like the fact that I kept bringing it up because I think your response to it was so much more hilarious than the actual bit itself (laughs) where you're just like, this is literally the worst thing that I've ever heard. I don't know why you thought this was funny. You came up with this and should be embarrassed. And like the way you responded to it, the fact that I set you up for that comedically made me really happy. I was still really happy that I was able to set you up to be super fucking funny because I was like, I was watching, I would rewatch those streams and see Chad. They'd be laughing their fucking ass off. Like, Oh my God, they're talking about pets again. Like right, that was for awesome. people that don't know the joke. Why don't you, uh, if you want to call it a fucking joke, go ahead the and jo- enlighten us. Oh man. I mean, the joke was just to say, I, d- I disagree with the idea of pets. And I think people should, it be, should be illegal to have pets and that they should ha- have to eat their own pets. That was right. the joke. That was the entire joke. And, you know, I don't know. There's some fucking veganism stuff in Your there. Your girlfriend was just like, hell yeah, dude, that's so true, man. Dude, yeah. <laughs> just I, fucking eat them. Exactly. It got She's to like, a point dude. where the producers at BTS were like, please, just stop bringing up eating well, pets. <laughs> the, 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 idea, the idea was like a, a gerbil would come up in conversation or something like that somehow, right? And then just subtly I would be like, yo, you guys ever like just see a gerbil and you're like, fuck, that'd be good roasted and, and put in a hot dog bun. Literally the idea was just to – instantly like say something calmly and see somebody's reaction to one of the most like you it's absurd you're never going to expect to hear something like that right like you hear the gerbil and then you're never going to think edible right what does a gerbil taste like right like it's it's a crazy question it's almost like a uh uh, what's it called oxymoron but it's not you know so that was the joke it was not fucking funny but still it set you up to be funny which i'm really proud of it ended up being funny in its own way yeah no yeah exactly (laughs) it's like cinder was saying like you know, you do stupid shit. Sometimes it falls flat. Sometimes it's sometimes it works. You got to take risks. Yeah, I've noticed that for a lot of my jokes, especially when I'm working with slacks, is I just repeat the same word. Just like for one video that he did, I just said, kept saying Greaves over and over because I bought Greaves on Tidehunter. He really hated the idea of me buying Greaves. And I just kept saying it over and over. And everybody was dying of laughter. So it's you can make anything a meme if you just try hard enough, you know? Okay, so let's move on to general topics about dota uh i guess we already know the answer to this but what is your favorite hero jenkins my favorite hero pudge definitely so what what makes that your favorite hero and how many games have you played with Pudge? i have around 2000 pudge games win percentage um 60 it's about 60 wow Okay. A big big Pudge fan, big Pudge fan. A lot of those wins, the winner rate's actually going down because the hero's fucking dog shit for like years now. Mm-hmm. But uh what makes that the most fun hero? Uh I think actually I got flamed by BSJ when I was playing on a team with him. He said something that was pretty pretty good. Uh he said that Jenkins, you should stop playing Pudge because he basically all of the flaws that you have as a player, he doesn't have to worry about those. Like this was back when Pudge could like rot deny and shit. 
Mm. I'd literally just be like right in front of the enemy base, like standing in trees, trying to hook somebody like as they're respawning some stupid shit like that. And then the whole enemy team would chase me and then I would just rot deny. And so like, I didn't, I didn't have to be good positioned. Like I didn't need to place mm. myself anywhere good on the map. I didn't need to know how to farm because I just hook like the highest value guy on the enemy team and kill them and like get net worth that way. So like, I didn't need to know how to like, you know, play around the map in terms of like, here's how we need to farm. There's a lot of things I didn't need to know. Anyway, I like Pudge because he's just silly. He's just a f the goofiest fucking hero in Dota. You just run into the enemy team and and hook people, and it's just chaos. I love the chaos that Pudge creates. That that's my favorite thing about. It. I like chaotic heroes. I like Ogre too for the same reason. You just like stand in a tower pretending to be an illusion and stun people. Like that that's just fun. So <clears throat> we've talked about this before. I'm not sure if your answer has changed, but if you were Ice Frog, or if you had the ear of Ice Frog, oh, what would geez, you tell yeah. him to buff? for Mr. Putka. I talk about this so much you literally know what I'm about to say. I do. You should you should be able to throw flesh heaps. You should be able to throw flesh heaps and it drops a current level rot on the ground for like 5 to 8 seconds, something like that. And if you kill somebody in it, you get the flesh heap back plus 1. So it's a pseudo setup for hook. It uses the rot talent, which means with levels, you actually have some decent setup for hook, but it's not too OP. Uh, and then there's a risk reward factor. Everybody loves gambling. Everybody, this is why people play Ogre. People like gambling. And so you can gamble and see, okay, maybe I can get a flesh heap from throwing it on this guy. Because I don't know, people don't know this. The flesh heap range is tiny. It's small. It's baby dick. It's like right on top yeah. of him. So if you don't have a blink dagger, which you're never fucking farming that on Pudge. Let's be real. He feeds. You're, you're, you're never getting flesh heap stacks unless you're like snowballing. So this gives you a way to get flesh heaps. It's fun. It uses this fucking flesh heap thing that's really boring and has been boring for 10 years. And unchanged. I would also increase the hook speed with uh with talents something like that I, I would honestly rather just the hook speed be back what it was before because i feel like the hero nerf everything else about him hook is the most fun ability in dota in my Agreed. opinion yeah easily, so, easily so i don't think you should nerf that ability i think that you leave that fun and nerf everything else make dismember shit make rot shit i don't care leave the hook as it is put the hook back that's what really, i would do. and then he, and then he's good really good suggestions plus one armor Okay. Yep, that's what's yeah. gonna happen. I mean, I feel like the flesh sheep thing. It would it even be OP if you didn't lose flesh sheep? I actually think that would be kind of bad, because a lot of times you would uh -huh. just lose your fucking flesh sheep, and that's that's a kill that you got <laughs> earlier in the game. You fucked yourself over and over. It's you know? true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I think you I mean, have to tinker tinker with it, see if it's like OP. I've talked to you about the Heroes of New Earth equivalent, uh, aka Devourer, and how when you hook, you could actually move while the hook is already out and you kind of like wrap people into your okay. hook that's what made that hero unbelievably good and that would be a lot i would i would actually be, i would be super down for that because then the fact that the hook is slow would legitimately be like an improvement right. for for the hook because like it's slow coming back as well right so you know you can catch people on it that would be great i'd be a big fan of that what if you gave flesh heap an active where for 4 seconds you could suck in your own rot and then you could like burp it out at someone. How about fart it out? You bend over. It's like a. Uh, I know how much you like, like that. It's like a cone spell that's like a slow burst or something. Dude, that'd a be burst. sick. That would actually be sick. But you'd have Dude, to get new could, voice lines you could, like, for vomiting, belch. right? Imagine you could like charge it with like the actual rot too. Like you just slowly charge your flesh heaps. Like, or the more you rot, it charges. Then you can just belch out with depending on how much rot damage you've done to yourself. That'd be cool because like that would abuse the. That actually abuse like use the fact that you're damaging yourself as opposed to it just literally fucking killing you which is stupid by the way mm -hmm.
That, that sounds really cool. I like it. I like it. Okay. What if you could swallow your hook like somebody that swallows swords and then you get rot on it and then when it connects, it also deals poison damage. That's sick, dude. That's a good idea. These are good ideas. Leave a rot trail on the hook? Oh my god. Dude, that, that would be That should be a cool. talent then, right? That that would be that a talent. That should be a talent. It rots everything around okay, the hook. Okay, well, while, while we're on the pudge, while we're on pudge, what do you think of the ags and the the shard right now? And what would you change uh, the with those? Oh, the ags is garbage. Remove that fucking <laughs> Explain thing. Explain what it does for people that don't remember. Uh, it gives like 80 damage, which just means you kill yourself faster and like by the on time rot, you're getting yeah. this uh, getting this thing on pudge, like the only person it's killing is you, realistically. Well, it also it, makes the range way bigger. Yeah. Which it's like, you know, it just, once again, like but if you're standing. BKB. Yeah. You just, just need 10k a lot gold, of gold on you, Pudge. You do. You do. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's expensive to, to make it fucking yeah. remotely viable. And then it just uh, doesn't do that much damage. Some TB runs at you with like 4,000 HP. Doesn't care. And what about the shard? I, I think the shard is legit good. The only issue is the, the shard is good, range, obviously. The shard is like legit, probably like the best thing about Pudge right now, I would say. Like the shard is actually good. The fact that it lowers dismember cooldown is great. And the fact that it actually makes you able to eat people. I mean, obviously that's good. It's it's like a snapfire save, but the range on it, man, you need to like blink ether lens before you can use it. Yeah, pretty much. It's very sad. Indeed. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current patch? Uh, which I guess would just include like when that all the shards came out because that in reinvigorated the... The life of Dota for me personally. I've been playing the shit out of the game. How do you like it? I like it. I mean, I have a lot of fun with it. I feel like it's I feel like it's pretty balanced. Uh I, I was trying to think of like heroes that are actually really bad. And there's there's not there's not many of them that like don't have some sort of place. Like Pudge is dog shit. That's that's a given. Sniper's yeah. bad. People still still are picking it. So you know, Dazzle's pretty bad, but like it's hard to actually come up with heroes that are just like totally not viable. Huskar, like I could see some Huskar strat working. He's been he's been mini buffed, probably not, but like it could. You know, I would never count that hero out. So I feel like it's relatively balanced, and yeah, I like I like the Ag shards. They're uh, they're fun. What what do you want changed? Like if there was a big About patch coming tomorrow, what what would you be hopeful is going to be in that patch? I would like to see some like uh. Honestly, I, I would love to see like economy changes because I feel like the general like strategic meta of Dota did not change at all with the egg shards. Like the game became more fun because there's just these new like spells essentially to use. So for all of us like veterans, it's it's fun. But everybody's still just like standing on high grounds. You still like take over the enemy triangle. You know, there's still like these outposts. You know, the way you smoke around the like strategically, Dota is the exact same game. It's it's exactly the way you play the lanes is exactly the same as like in the previous patch. So certain heroes are good because of like hero nerfs and certain heroes are bad. But the the it's not like, you know, uh, farming stacks suddenly came back like it was already good. It's not like, uh, you know, people are like doing tri lanes or anything like that. Now it's it's like people are trialing just as much as they were, because, you know, if you have this aggro scenario, like th that's the same as it was last patch. So that that's what I would change. Some like something like fundamentally different with the game, like economy or something where the actual like meta shifts from what it was in the, in 7.27. Cause the meta is the, the exact same essentially in terms of how you play strategically changing the map. Yeah. I would, oh. I would change the map too. Yeah. So talking about that, this is something we've talked about in the podcast before and Shannon and I disagree. So I'm curious what you think about this. Cause I've talked about Dota using to be more of a sandbox and now it's more telling you what to do. 
So just to explain, um, there's bounty runes every set amount of time. There's outposts that need to be taken every set amount of time. They give this, they give that. There's ward spots that are indicating that this is a good spot to ward. You will yeah. definitely want to ward here. It gives amazing vision. It's way higher ground, etc. Where Dota used to be more of, here's the map, good luck. Like, do whatever you think you should do. The game is telling you to group up. It's telling you to get this objective, this that objective. So it's like, it's naturally been kind of, I don't want to say forcefully, but it's very naturally telling you to group up and fight. So that's why a, a strategy like split pushing for a large part of it is dead and has been dead for a couple of years as, a, as an overall like big strategy. True. Do you think... So my perspective on it is, I think from a casual player's perspective, it's really good that the game is making you fight. It's telling people to group up. It's like helping people work as a team because there's like a clear direction that you can go for. So it's easier to understand what to do. But I think from a strategic and more deep level, it's a bit of a shame that uh, the game is, it feels more solvable. Does that make sense to you? I agree. Like that's how no, I feel about it. I, 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 t I, t I totally agree. Like if you were to... If you were to like look at the tree for like the solutions of Dota previously, it would be this like extremely wide. Like obviously, this thing would be infinite, but like if you were to take just a section of it, it would be like this super fucking wide, like diverse thing. But now it's it's like much thinner. If you take the exact same section, like there's way less paths to take. Because like if it's if it's five minutes in and you're not smoking for a bounty rune, then like you're protecting your own bounty runes, or you're just losing. Like you you literally have to go for the bounties. You have to go for the outposts. You have to go for the four minute rune as like a position four. Like you're always going to have to do these things. I I, I agree. Uh, it's like, you know, the question is like, does it does it make it better for the game to to be that way that it's better for casual viewers? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Emphatically, yes. I I feel like Dota's not marketing to like casual viewers anyway. Like the viewer numbers in Dota are going sure. up, whereas like the the player numbers are going down. Like Dota's like a viewer people people watch dota now so you know see what and they're I guess doing the is they're slowly introducing these things and then in 2025 the tutorial and new player experience will come out to coincide with everything see, that's the thing and it like, all comes together gentlemen i i actually think the uh the more the more complex the better with this game i i think the the interesting thing about dota and what makes dota like magical is the fact that nothing is nothing is really balanced nothing in the in the past has been balanced based off of like consistency or you know what what would make the most sense from a new player experience like it's never been balanced based off of this it's been balanced based off of like what pros are fucking doing which like for other right. games is is stupid right it's literally like oh pudge fountain hooking is 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 like op let's literally make it impossible oh like pudge pulling the jungle is op let's make it not possible axe is cutting waves in competitive let's make not cutting waves possible like they there's so many inconsistencies in the game, which makes it incredibly complex to the point of needing some super complicated tutorial, and it's really bad for 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 new people. But the trade-off is the depth of the game. It's like chess, you know. It's like you could literally study the game for like a hundred years, and you're still not going to be like the best at it. Like the game is beautifully, beautifully deep, oh. and. and I'm kind of ride or die with that idea that like, fuck it, this is how Dota is. And this is like what made Dota special. And if we're going to die because 2020 is not the year for that, then so be it. We'll, we'll go play another game. Like I'm, I'm super ride or die with that idea. I mean, I agree with certain concepts, like certain segments of what you guys are arguing, but I, I still think that for the betterment of the entire game, this is like, look at it this way. 
let's say that the game, let's just put it into layman's terms. Let's just say the game has been dumbed down a bit, okay? Would you say that Dota is still not, or is it the most complicated game of its genre? Of, here's a here's big what e-sport. I feel about like, What it. is more complicated than Dota as a big esport right now? There's nothing even remotely close nothing. still. But I think, I think you've redirected the complexity, and I don't know if I like the direction. So what you've done is you've added all of these extra layers. You've added neutral items. You've added Aghanim shards. You've changed like things up. You've made heroes' spell interactions more complex and more different. And then you've made the map simpler. And I don't know if that is the way I would rather see the complexity go. I would I, rather I... have the map be more complex and then the items be more simple so that understanding the core elements of the game is easier, but then playing it at the high level is incredibly vast in terms of strategy and ideas and understanding movements and all this stuff. I, I think moving the complexity in that direction is better for me personally. So yeah, that's like, interesting. There, this, is, this is what's interesting for me is that every single element that's been added, like these shards, or outposts or bounty runes, etc. There's like none of these ideas are inherently bad. And when the patches get suggested and I give my feedback, I'm not like, no, this is terrible. I'm not like, fuck this, this is gonna be awful or whatever. But I think the sheer amount of extra layers we've added, there's like a point of diminishing returns or maybe where it doesn't like positively impact the game anymore. Because the real beauty and the real complexity in the game should come from how to say. It should come from playing the map rather than understanding all of these like insane arrays of op- options. I think that you have. I think I I, I think I, I get like sense. I think I get what you're saying. Like basically, the the complexity is 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 still there, in in the sense that like there are so many different ways you can get the bounty runes, but you know that you have to get the bounty runes. Like the yeah. complexity now is like is in how you get the bounty runes, but it's so you're not actually removing it by adding these things. You're just adding more objectives in the game that people it's not like oh you can go get the bounty runes or the outpost there's no or it's it's like this like forced thing so it's less it it feels like the player has like less choice which inherently i think in a lot of games people agree that like giving a player a choice like that feels good like there's something psychological there but the question for me is like how do you define like i think you first have to define like what makes a what makes this game good what what does success mean like what what, we like otherwise we can't really argue about this because like you is it viewers is it is it fun like how do you measure fun and i feel like with dota like the niche that dota has is like success to to me at least like a nice definition i don't want to say the definition of success as a game because like obviously there isn't one it's some fucking Mm -hmm. arbitrary human bullshit we're playing some fucking dragons and shit online none of this is real whatever but a decent definition of like success to me would just be Dota doing whatever makes Dota special like the best. That that seems fine to me. And I feel like Dota, as long as it's doing one thing the best, will always be around. And to me, what makes Dota special is the fact of, of how it's balanced. And we have these patches. And the patches never make any fucking sense. Because the patches are not based on what's consistent. They're based on just like what people are doing in the game and what's what's you know broken and 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 so forth and and to me like that just seems fine but i don't want to say it's optimal because i feel like there is no optimal for this sort of thing you know i mean that's kind of what riot does right they just try to go with like whatever's optimal like whatever their analytics have told them that's never how dota was and i feel like we just just fucking go with it you know it's worked thus far i mean again i I think one thing that we need to uh talk about just or 
how do I put this? You two specifically are immortal players, right? Think about everybody that is not. The perspective from people that will never watch this video. The, people the that animals? literally don't watch any Dota content. They just play casually Dota. That is most people, period. And I feel like this caters to them more. It caters even to me. And I'm like, well, I was divine. I've plummeted, as we've talked about, to fucking ancient. But uh, I feel like not catering to the average person that plays the game is part of what makes Dota special. It's the fact that you play no. this game that it feels like it doesn't give a fuck about you. Right. Like, I know it's I know it's stupid. So I know it's stupid, and it's not like if you're talking about how to make the optimal game, I feel like that's not Dota. Dota's not gonna ever be like that. And I think that's what makes Dota special and why I personally like it. And it's like so sort of those Dota, things like people like Dota. I remember playing Dota One was the same way. Everything is catered to the pro scene. Everything, right? And it's been transitioning a bit in the last few years, like with the release of talents, like all this like new content stuff you want to talk about or forced objectives or whatever. And I feel like, and again, it's everybody's opinion is going to be different, but if you look at the scale, I still think that most things are being put into the game for pros. It's just, there's a little bit more for casual people now. You know what I mean? Like if I watch a pro game, is it less exciting than it was back in the day? I don't think so. I'm fucking like when we watch the DPC, I'm watching these games. Sometimes it's like really shitty teams. If they're like the bottom two or whatever, that, it's just still fascinating to me how people are building differently, how people play heroes differently, how they draft is always fascinating to me. Like nothing's changed. Like for me, it's if anything, it's gotten more interesting. You know? So I don't think it's taken away anything from me. But obviously you guys, if you have a different opinion, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong because there's no right or wrong in this scenario. I'm just I'm trying to we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, I think, where I was like everybody knows that Dota's player numbers have been dropping over the last couple of years. And I can't help but wonder how much of it is because other games are taking over more interesting or people just I, like burn out on Dota or get tired of it or find something else to do or it's because the age group that was playing Dota is now in a different age group and a large portion of the players now spent their time elsewhere with like families or work or whatever. Like it's impossible for us to say that but the fact of the matter is with the player numbers dropping is it primarily because we're struggling to retain players that we already have, or is it because we're struggling to get new players? I think all of us will agree we're struggling to get new players because there's no marketing. There's no like attempt to draw in new players. So are you effectively, if we're focusing on retaining players, is adding all these layers of complexity to items and stuff that you kind of need to keep up with, is that intimidating so that people feel like, okay, this is not the game I remember. I can't, I can't keep up anymore. Like there's too much crazy shit happening. Yeah. Are you losing these people in instead of rather like let's say, let's imagine, let's imagine Aghanim shards were never introduced and talents were never introduced, but the rest of the stuff was. Let's say that. You haven't played Dota for th for a year, you have time to play again, you come back. That, I don't know if you would call that a retained player, someone who takes a year break and comes back. But I think a lot of players that take a break and then try to come back, they're like, holy shit, this is overwhelming. I, I mean, don't know I what think, this game is I anymore. Both it's that kind is of true. like they're a new player at that point, right? Almost. I think that is, yeah. that is true, but there's also the other side of people that will only come back because there's a cool thing that was put yes. in. Like okay, I actually, or... I actually wanted... I was literally thinking about this exact thing, and this is my problem with the, like, pan, I don't want to say pandering, but like, trying to be like Riot, trying to be like League of Legends, where it's like, oh, we're going to, you know, add these like objectives, make it better for... I feel like Valve 
and just Ice Frog in general used to be so much more YOLO with the patches. Like they would come out so much more frequently because they're just like, fuck it, we'll just remove this shit, remove this hero, gambler's gone, you know, add this fucking guy, add these things. Like they would just throw shit in the in the fire and like see if it burns, basically. And to me, that's a big thing that I've been missing from Dota is that I legitimately care about and I've always cared about patch days more than than Christmas and my birthday and Valentine's Day, whatever. Like I legit wake Your up. Poor like, girlfriend. On, hmm. Yeah, it's, she's Dota player too, actually, so she understands. Okay. So I I have always like I'm so fucking excited when I hear there's a new, a new patch. You know, you get the tingling in your third ball. Like you really are just ready to to just read the patch notes see all the crazy fucking changes and i feel like the patches have been t maybe i'm wrong about this maybe i just don't know how valve is functioning i feel like they've been taking longer with these because they're really trying not to fuck it up who gives a shit it's dota that's the whole point it's supposed to be fucking chaos just do chaos the game's fucked up for a week fix it and then eventually the dota players figure it out and i totally agree with like this number of items thing like there's neutral items now. There's Aghanim shards. There's Aghanim scepters. There's talents. I remember my friend came back. He said, what the, what the fuck is this? Oh my god, it's talents? What is this, an RPG? I think if you're going to add some layers to it, like you got to remove some other shit. You know, I was really glad when they removed shrines, for example. Like They had outposts and yep. shrines at the same time for a while there. And it's like, what is this, what is this bullshit? This is crazy. Like you said, it's less, it's less sandboxy. It's like... Dude, imagine if chess just had like stacked chess boards, you know, literally like 40 chess and you can move up and down. And if you kill this guy, it drops items. Like at a certain point, you're like, fuck this. Chess was already complicated, dude. I was already <laughs> getting enough out of chess. So I think there's a balance there. But also like the fact that I almost don't even care about the balance in the sense of like, I just release fucking patches. I feel like way more people would play if there were, if there was hype from like, oh, there's a new patch. The game's totally different, but it's not so much that I can't get back into it. You know, it's like, okay, talents are removed, but now there's these other things called Aghanim Shards. But it's now like, okay, Ogre has one less armor. I'm excited! Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah. perhaps yeah. perhaps this is the thing with Jenkins and I is that our perspective of the game is obviously way different from the average player, right? So it's it's I'm always going to be talking from the perspective of how I see it, right? But I was always excited for patches that just nerfed heroes. I was like, nice. Now something else is going to get played. Now Do you also like, masturbate with the sandpaper? <laughs> listen, so... <laughs> So my point I, is, like, I, I let's say the, the thing, the thing for me that makes Dota the most boring at times is when the game is too figured out, right? We had the whole ho ha ha patch or whatever. This like three carries are just better than the rest. They're picked or banned every game. The game feels like the same every time. That is uninteresting. So when those heroes get nerfed and others get buffed, I'm excited because I'm like, yes, now the average game will have more variants. And I think the variance is what makes the game fun is that two games aren't the same. And again, this is my gripe that I have with the the structure of the game is that the games feel more similar. It feels like a lot of the time you're That's playing true. the same game that you've played before, not to the extent that there's anything wrong with having experience and being able to identify, oh, I've been in this situation before. That's a huge part of, of learning and getting better, right? Is recognizing a pattern, but it's the fact that the pattern is almost in your face sometimes. And you're like, oh, I know this exact type of game. I've played it hundred times this and patch. This is what's happening next and next and next. And then this is how the game is going to end. And you just kind of know after 10 minutes. I feel like Dota used to be less like that, but maybe it's because players were worse. Like it's possible. Like if that's we go, possible too. Yeah. If we imagine we go back to like 6.8 tomorrow. Like maybe the game will be figured out in two weeks, and you know we're just that would actually classic classic WoW all over again. That yeah. would be yeah. fun to have it's like one day that everyone's forced to play a really old patch. That would actually be really cool. Not gonna lie. Yeah, 
that of course, would, be it would cool. fuck up competitive. It could be an, ex- an interesting experiment to just see how people would adapt because a lot of the concepts and what you're doing now wouldn't work, and then there's old stuff that would work, and you would kind of like re- need to readapt. But whatever. Right. Um, okay, we so, gotta let's okay. do one quick let's last on. topic, and then we'll get on to the trivia, and we'll be oh, done. Oh boy. Uh, so, Mr. Jenkins, what are your thoughts on the DPC so far? Obviously, you and I have been doing a lot of the NA. Do you watch any other regions right now, or do you just sleep all day and then wake up to do the panel and then go back to oh, bed? Oh, God. Is that... I hate when people ask. I don't watch any. You know, I'll watch... some of the replays don't fucking work, man. Like, I wish yeah, they worked. I would, I would watch, like, the, you know, if my boy Zai's playing or something, I'll see what he's what he's up to, check out his replays, but... They haven't been working. I've just been watching NA mostly. Uh, even lower division, you know, no particular reason. But I'm really interested in how those teams are doing and, you know, how to counter them. And uh, if the cut loses, you know, it's a felt. <laughs> Hopefully this guy's internet yeah. goes out again and so forth. Oh, is that why they uh, had to postpone his the fucking match? internet went out. Yeah, his internet <laughs> went out and they lost. Or they oh, won, my. felt one. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be really convenient for certain teams in that lower, uh, lower division. So has anything surprised you for upper division since that's what we've been paneling and you have nothing to do with lower division anyway, so there's no point in talking about it? Uh, honestly, a team not being garbage like they are. Uh, Sasebo was he's he carries those guys, man. He carries them. He's nuts. Like that team is just a bunch of uh, players from pubs, just random names. Like you'd get them. These like rank 300, 400. So like in Europe, I don't know. That'd be like rank. You know, you'll send her just see these like rank 900s, thousands. It's like mm. they're just they're okay, but like they're kind of bad, and they're just like fodder for like the good players. That's kind of what a team's players were were like at the start of the season and then they've all like ranked up a lot and now they're the uh now they're like guys that you see in, in all the pubs and they're so they, they've like they've uh increased their skill a lot which is awesome to see because uh you know that's literally the hope for this especially for our region that's the hope for it uh for some of the other teams like black and yellow i thought they would do better because they're they're good players but i'm sure they have internal issues they're all like big tilters and uh you know they'll probably fight each other so it's it's cool to see teams actually like you know come up and 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 be and be good from being shit because it, it it just it's good a good sign for the rest of us you know I was saying this to my girlfriend like seeing that like a guy becomes a, a billionaire at like fifty years old is good news for all of us because then that means we can become a billionaire at fifty years old we probably won't but it means that we could and like freedom for humans like that's that's a good thing like we're free pets. to possibly. Not pets. Not pets. No, pets should not be free. In fact, you should eat them and consume them. But yeah. in any case, it's you know, it's so it's 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 really nice to see like right there, dude. You should just have me like eating a hamster on like every other <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, send me a picture of you eating a hamster, Jack. <laughs> I will actually. I'll get a little, so what little do you, derby out of it. What do you think of the DPC like format? Are you you think they're gonna make improvements? I mean, the fact that they haven't come out with. The team bundles yet, and the, most teams are eliminated. <laughs> I was saying, Classic I think I was saying this. Foul. I was saying this before, but I, I don't know what Cinderin thinks about this. I'm sure he'll agree. But the fact that the team bundles, we're assuming they're going to come out at some point before the end, officially, even though there's only a couple weeks left. I think Valve should give a hundred percent to teams now. Like, why are you taking fifty? Like, it's not even in the freaking game, and like, a legit eighty percent of the teams are eliminated. Like, legit. Like, who's gonna buy that shit? Who's gonna buy my amazing yeah. voice lines for Zoomers when they're basically eliminated right now? There's technically a chance. Yeah. But... No, I'm also uh, personally invested in that. I help some teams with with theirs because, of course, I'm a caster and why yeah. are you laughing? Uh, analyst and such. So yeah, I'm I'm personally invested and want that to come out soon. Yeah, so I can pay rent. Yeah. 
So when did the teams know that they were going to play? Like, when were teams invited to this? How long in advance? I mean, it was announced in January, right? Early January, like pretty late notice. I don't know. I'm when just trying to got... think. Like, if there's a two week notice or something, I don't know. It's just it's a tricky situation because the teams need to have time to develop their concepts and send them in, and then they need to get approved and put in the game, etc., etc. Oh, so. when when did they learn about uh, the these uh, doing these things? Let me think. Yeah. Let me think back. Uh, I heard down somebody told me it was Late like December, early January, something like that. Uh, it was after the qualifiers. It was after the qualifiers, but after maybe that's because the. Maybe because that's the team that I was... No, that was after the qualifiers. I think all the teams got emails after the qualifiers. Because I remember mm. seeing an email that actually went out. So oh, Why would you get an email? No, I just saw the email. Somebody linked oh. it to me. So it leaked. Okay, gotcha. It leaked. Yeah, it leaked. Oh. Okay, so As yeah, we can so... look forward to those bundles at some point. Yeah, my point was, if there has been enough time, like it's about... This should have been out before it started, right? Like, we all agree on that. It should have been in the game when the division started, because that's how it makes sense for people to cheer on their teams, etc. Um, and there's a flaw in the planning if there isn't enough time. Uh, the question is, should there have been more time between the qualifiers and the actual league? Or were the teams slow, or are Valve slow at implementing? Like... It's... I think probably a lot of the teams are slow, which doesn't help, because like you don't want to release certain team bundles before well... others. I think that's Before, definitely the case. I, I do, I, at this point, there's no way you're waiting for all the teams. There's no way that's a thing. If they're yeah. not going to send shit in, then they're not going to get shit in. That's just how it works. But yeah, anyway. Okay. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Let's finish this podcast episode with a trivia session. We get three questions for each respective player, and we'll see who wins the prize of my respect. So, Cinderin, according yes. to Liquipedia, which team. <laughs> Has Jenkins restarted a total of six times? I had to look this, I had to count several times just to make sure it was six times the same team in terms of the name, at least. Really? <laughs> six. Six a times. FDL? Incorrect. The correct oh, answer shit. is Leviathan. My God. Oh, I fuck. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever play on FDL? Six. Uh, I, think, I think probably a couple times. Okay. It wasn't my team, though. That was, was just okay. a, a stack. All right, just in a, so in a, a couple of words, okay. in one sentence, why six times, Jenkins? I always love the logo, by the way. So I, uh, I, I, I guess, well, it was usually the players on it that we'd bring back. We'd bring back, like, three of the players, so we'd just be like, fuck it, we'll be Leviathan. But I also felt like we... You know, we had the logo. We had, we had, we actually had like a decent brand. I didn't realize at the time that that had any value because I was stupid. But I remember for the summit. Remember, a team got voted in to go to the summit, and yeah. uh, I think Navi won because, like, literally Navi. But we got more votes than IG for Leviathan, and they had won the previous TI. So yeah, we actually had a, a shit about the Chinese. We teams. actually had a, a decent a. Uh, maybe it was rigged because it would be really, really expensive for those plane tickets. But we, we actually had a decent like people. People liked us because we would do clowny shit with Pudge and stuff. I said I would get a Pudge tattoo or something if we got invited. Holy and shit. so that tweet like blew up on Reddit, and so a bunch of people voted for us. So I felt like we actually had a decent brand. So I, where I, would you have I, put the Pudge tattoo? Right on my dick, right on the balls. Oh, oh, dick or but wait, which one? Are they? At it's same the thing. same thing for you. It's okay. effectively the same thing. Yeah, it's a disorder. My doctor says it's a large for its class of my penis. Okay, I see. So is it a doll but... or a bick? A so... doll or a bick? What? 
are these types of penises? Micro penises? Uh, if your balls and dicks are one, is it called a doll <laughs> or a dick? Okay. Well, I mean, he also mentioned that's he had a, three testicles. So micro penis and three a, testicles. That's unlucky. That's a unlucky, good man. question. That's a uh, solid philosophical all right, question. Jenkins, I have a question for you that is very easy, but because you're from NA, you might fail horribly. Cinderin is from what country? Oh, shit. <laughs> Denmark. Oh, very good. You this almost... was not one of the questions I gave you, Shannon. No, Did you think I... my questions were worse? Yes, you're... I, Jesus I added Christ, some of your... Man, no, the other two really are yours. Of me. You'll see how bad Cinderin's questions are when we get to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cinderin, what is Jenkins' S-tier diet beverage of choice? Specifics, please. No multiple oh, choice. The best diet drink he has. I mean, you wouldn't know this, but he talks about it endlessly yeah i watch all his content i just forgot sorry uh just guess then i'll give you a, it's a diet can soda. I get multiple choice no there's no multiple cho okay jenkins you can give four multiple choices since you have okay. you're the connoisseur you have okay. i'm sure the whole list in your head okay all right there's a lot of s tiers i mean i can pick a few s tiers like oh well, well then i have more chances that's good yeah well they're very okay okay we'll say Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke Extra, Diet Pepsi, Vanilla Cherry, and Diet Sparkling Water, uh, Wildberry flavor. How can you get Diet Sparkling Water? What do you put in sparkling water that has calories in the U.S.? Well, he added a bunch of flavors after that that they add in. Apparently. Uh, the last one was made up. Clearly not the right answer. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's this is this is why you have issues with it. I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm up. gonna just go with Diet Pepsi. Very good. Yes. And I want. I want to just say this. I, I've said this before on panel. I've said it before in <laughs> cast. <laughs> but I didn't understand the so amount American, of. That's I didn't I'm understand. I'm Canadian. You fucking Danish. Yeah, he is Canadian. That's He's still Canadian. in the Americas. It's. You can't yeah. lump us all into one, Senator. That's racist. We're anyway, that's like true. That's true. We're it's not true. like those. Jenkins people. consumes yes. so much diet soda that it it actually startled me. And when we were living in, like, we were at the Dota Summit, we we're in the same place together. I would open the refrigerator. This is not a made-up story. I would open the refrigerator, and there are three two-liter bottles of Diet Pepsi, all of which have no caps on. He literally drinks them flat. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the I fuck? Actually, you know what? You know what, Jenkins? I like soda flat too sometimes. Okay, I this podcast do. is over. I do. I, so, no more questions. Oh my God. I actually, I remember this, like after we would have had some sort of thing at my parents' place when I was younger and we would have had Coke for dinner. Then the next day when it was flatter, I would just have it in the glass until it was lemonade. It's so chilly. <sighs> it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good, nice. man. Cold Coke yeah. without, yeah, nice. Same with Fanta. A little bit of a treat. Oh, if I could get Diet Fanta. Holy fuck. I think I would literally cut my pants at the grocery store. I'd have to wear a condom. Do they not make Diet Fanta? They do, but I can't find it. I can't find it at the at the store. Canada doesn't even have much Fanta in general. I think we only have like two types of it. I know you guys in America have yeah. fuckloads. Probably, probably. So why the obsession with Diet Soda? Is there any reason other than you just like the taste somehow? To me, you just not like regular soda? Here's like, how it deal? is. Here's how it is, okay? Here's how it is. So... You got the Europeans, right? Bunch of bitches over there, okay? You think you, you got some Americans, 
right? Americans, Canadians. And there's a reason that the people over here were very manly, bravado, you know, all sorts of masculinity and that sort of thing. And here the, here's the thing, okay? You had the New Frontier in ni- uh, 1900, 18,000 BC, whatever the fuck it was, okay? New Frontier. You got all the people staying over there in Europe. Oh, I don't want to go to the water. I'm going to die like Christopher Columbine, sink in the fucking ocean. They didn't want to go over there, okay? And then you had adventurers. You had people that wanted to go over and explore and find the New Frontier. And guess what? They brought back gold okay eventually everybody wanted to go to america everybody wanted to go to canada now how does this relate to diet soda how this now nobody to... wants to go <laughs> no 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 no. okay let's that's just an excuse small blip, everybody... small blip. a small little okay. blip okay? okay small blip yeah and yeah. this to me is the difference between diet beverages and regular beverages the regular beverages these are the europeans way back in the fucking day living in the past <laughs> pretended to be the pretend to be these big you know people that are so important you got these new diet beverages over here with the new chemicals not this old sugar shit throw me some chemicals give me some fucking aspartame give me some stevia give me some salvia in there you know whatever i'll drink that shit and i'm with the new frontier i'm adventurous i'm not like these shitty regular soda drinkers these europeans are not that you guys drink re- it's the analogy that i'm going to you know what i mean no offense <laughs> being european my family's actually british so fuck them we're all about the new frontier here in the diet soda that that's why uh, i'm so about i have this. to so just to yes or no question do you do you like regular soda are you yes. actually actively dis okay so you do like it but you yes. like diet more legitimately i I enjoy beverages a lot. I like coffee. I like tea. I like soda. I like sparkling water. I like water. I like diet beverages. I'm just into diet beverages right now because it's a new frontier, baby. It's the adventurous, you know, side of life. And I'm all about that adventure. All right. I'll pretend to understand. Uh, Jenkins, this is your question. Uh, Again, this is Cinderin's question that he provided me. It's very in-depth. How old is Cinderin? You can give him options. That's too hard. Okay, is he twenty eight through thirty five? Those are your options. Yes or no? <laughs> Somewhere in that range. No, he's twenty seven. <laughs> is that your answer? Final answer. Yes, that's my he's, answer. He's thirty one, so incorrect. Oh, that's very nice. Oh. Thank Good you. effort, though. Good effort. Oh, okay, last question for okay, each of Shannon, you. Can I just say really quickly? Because every time Shannon asks me to give him three questions about myself for this podcast, he always makes fun of me. He's like, your questions are fucking shit. Can you imagine giving 30 good questions about yourself? Yes. Like, <laughs> how do you keep... The, I, I whenever there's three. a new guest, they have to come up with three, right? I have he to made, come up with three about me every time. Yes. He made, me mullig- he made me mulligan one. One of mine was so bad. He's like, you have to do another one. That one sucks. Yeah. I mean... It's oh, embarrassing. Jenkins didn't have much creativity either, to be fair. Okay, I mean, Cinderin. Honestly... Jenkins. I'm not even. Next... That, I'm not that interesting. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, we know this. This is why you're yes. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not interesting at all. Cinderin, Jenkins' next stream goal is to buy a castle. In which country does he plan to make this purchase? Oh. I can give you a multiple choice unless you already know. Okay. Yeah. Multiple choice, please. Okay. I don't is know. it the USA? Is it Canada, Scotland, or Czech Republic? Well, we've established he hates Europe because we don't do diet soda as much. But I think he would just import it and go to Scotland. So that's your answer, Scotland? Yes. 
Okay, I actually don't know the answer. So Jenkins, what is it? He got it. That's it. That's Very good. I mean, it's do castles stolen. even exist in the U.S. and Canada? All right. So let me tell you about the ones in the U.S. and Canada. They totally lack character. Okay, because okay. these are just forts. They're just forts that these idiots use to like defend. They're shooting guns and shit. There's no, there's no knights. There's no wizards. There's none of that cool castle shit. It's bullshit. These are not real castles. Czech Republic. I would actually be kind of down to go there. I just don't know enough about the 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 history there, and I think a lot of the castles are like kind of dilapidated. You know, they're 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 got destroyed over the years. They're really old castles. And Scotland, see, here's what I love about Scotland. Okay, just everything. Scotland's just a fucking fantastic country. They got great castles. They've got you know people getting their balls chopped off, <laughs> Braveheart, and and and, and going movie. down with the ship sort of thing, singing sea shanties with the boys sort of vibes. I just like the Scottish vibes. I would do Czech Republic too. Actually, that would be like that's high on the list. But Scotland's my number one. Limmy's also from Scotland. He's my favorite guy right now. And how close are you to attaining your castle goal? Uh, I need 399,000, uh, 399, 399, 398, three, fuck, fuck, 1.3 1. 1. million, and I have about $20,000 saved for this castle. Okay. I need 1.3 million. I can't do the fucking math right now, okay? I've been, I'm fucking wired out on diet soda here. It's been a long night. So you're at 1.28 million. That's 1. how much more you million. need to get. Okay. Is that how the math works? 1.28 million. Okay, very good. Uh, Jenkins, last question. Again, I apologize. This is from Sindarin himself. Uh, what is Sindarin's favorite drink? And I made a multiple choice because Sindarin didn't provide it. Is it the? Is it A, Amaretto Sour, B, Apple Teeny, C, Wine Cooler, or D, he doesn't like alcohol? I think, I think he doesn't like alcohol. Incorrect. Why would he provide me that question without multiple? <laughs> <laughs> what That's is my favorite okay, okay, drink? Okay, okay, None. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I thought it was. I thought it was a trick question. This is bullshit. Okay. There's no trick questions bullshit. here. Okay. Well, then you shouldn't have given that one because that tricked me. Let me guess. Okay. <laughs> well, say them again. What the? What are these drinks? What the? Amaretto fuck are these? sour, apple teeny, wine cooler, and you can still choose. Doesn't like alcohol. It's still an option. Try it again. Right. It might right. be right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna go with A. I'm gonna go the other ones. I I don't know those those sound those sound like you added those. All in. right, you are correct. It is amaretto sour. I'm the one that put in apple teeny and wine coolers because those are delicious. Although I I'll admit I've never had an amaretto. Can you explain what that drink is, Cinderin? Since I don't. So really I had it alcohol. the first time. Actually, I had it the first time at the Manila Major, I think. So in the in that hotel, they had a, a nice like restaurant bar thing. And I, I was like, oh, I'll just try this. It sounds interesting. I just I love trying new stuff with its food and drinks. I love exploring. Um, and it turned out I fucking loved it. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. So Amaretto is, um, uh, what's it called? It's um, an almond liqueur. And then the sour part is just obviously lemon juice and then sweet syrup. Sounds so delicious. Water sugar and cherry. You garnish oh. it with a cherry, Shannon. Oh. You will like this drink. I promise you. This is the kind of drink that you would like. You know, every time we're at a party, and by that I mean an after party, which isn't really a party. Well, I guess it kind of is for TI. Cinderin tries to tries to make me drink alcohol every time. Yeah. He tries to peer pressure me. I don't like to drink it. And he's like, oh, you're, not, you're not a, you're not a drinker, you. really? 
I'm not a drinker. See, no. That's why he added answer D. He was like, okay, so this is Sinaran's question. So I'm going to take the real answer and then I'm going to add three answers that would be mine. That's right, yeah. actually. There you that go. Correct. Wait, how do you, why do you say wine cooler is good if you don't drink alcohol? Well, when I say don't drink alcohol, I don't like, I don't go out to buy alcohol. I don't go to bars. I don't like, oh, if there's a wine cooler available, I'll drink it. It's fucking great. Like I love the ladies drinks. They're amazing. Like, yeah, they're good. God tier. Anything you know with what? sugar. I, I, I think this like, oh, you know, beer is not good or this is uh, not good. Like people have these predispositions regarding drinks that are just fucking horseshit. And usually it's like some corporate bullshit where it's like, oh, you like Coke. You must dislike Pepsi or you like diet soda. You must dislike. I just like all drinks. You like, like Dota. I you must dislike League. Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, well, no, if that's how you think, fucking go for it, Mr. Like binary thinker guy. That's fine. That's I don't know. I just try things. If I like it, I like it. I like beer. I like the coolers, too. Those are those are good liquors. Liquors. OK, you know, it's all right. All right, all right. Fuck all these right. people, man. People who think black and white. Whole, it's not how life is. And the whole, the whole concept of something being a girl drink is so stupid to begin with, right? Like, it's a drink. If you like it, drink it. That's good. There's no, like, I girl food. I want sugar. Like, That's look, all I want why, in why my is, drink. Why is it girly to drink a sugary drink? Why is that not something a guy can do? I mean, what's... Wh like, I, don't, I don't know. What's implied by it, too, is, like, not so good. It's, like, for, you know... Yeah. But so, so what if it's girly? Is it bad to be a girl? What's what's it's yeah. 20, 21. What are you fucking doing there, bud? What's going on with you thinking about and what thinking if you're a girl way? who just likes beer? Is that a problem? Like, you know, it's just that co whole concept is just so weird to me. There's no like equivalence in food, right? It's just an alcoholic drinks for some reason that that's a not genre. true. A lot of you're, Europeans, you're a girl, you're supposed to drink this. A lot of you're Europeans, a guy, you're supposed to drink this. You have to love beer. You can't like daiquiris or whatever oh yeah you have you to get blackout drunk, drunk least, too you know? by the way like you have to if i can drink more than you you're less of a man than me it's like this fucking there's some that's some horse shit man that's some like bubonic plague time level like old <laughs> wives tale shit you know it's like what the fuck are, it's some old shit Cinderin, it's just some old shit are you saying that euros don't judge americans for eating fast food we love our fast food here it's delicious there's definitely I mean, what, what, judging what your, with food. What do you mean? Well, you're talking about it, you look at it a certain way because you eat in certain food. Americans are looked at it because they're obese the point. and like, eat fast food. I, I, was, I was saying that it's weird. It's weird that there's like this stereotype or this like gendering or whatever you want to call it with drinks. And I'm like, there's no equivalent in food. It's not like this is something men eat. Oh, this is something gender. men eat. Not nearly to the same extent. Yeah, the, right? the, uh, that's true. The, with drinks, the, it's like extremely binary for some reason. Like I don't know why. It's, it's so random, dude. It's it's some like historic like artifact shit. Legit. It's just some. It's like some. Please really don't weird bring shit. up that card game. It really. That, that's steak like, versus. I'm, I'm seeing steak versus salad in chat. I just at least in Denmark, that's just not the thing. Like it's not like women eat salad and men eat steak. Both, you just eat both if you like it. There's with a, drinks, there's still this like stereotype. I think here, yeah, there, here as well. It, it's just weird. The weird thing to me, like from a philosophical perspective, is like taking the politics and emotion and all that shit out of it. I don't care that it's like a, a, a gender thing. It's like classifying things under classifications that just don't make fucking sense, right? Like if somebody was talking about Dota and they're like, dude, Pudge is like the best hot dog in Dota. It like makes no fucking sense, right? It's just so random. It's like so random to be like salad is, is girly. Like that's that's odd. That's really odd to me. You I know, love like the salad. drinks thing too. Sure, yeah. As long as it's I just fucking, drenched in salad, whatever sauce that is included. Just drenched. It's just, it's just some, like, random classification. The thing is, like, 
there are certain things that should that should be gendered that like girls can do that guys can't. For example, like have babies. Like obviously that is impossible for like a dude to do that. So it's like gendering certain things makes sense, but to gender drinks, it's like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Fucking hot dogs and Dota, you weird person making this shit up. It's just some old historic bullshit, man. That's that's okay. the real issue. Uh, all right, anyway. I've had. I enough. like the drink, Jen. Like great that. that's great to hear okay so that that's the end of the episode uh first jenkins uh well i guess we can talk about this real quick uh i don't know if you know the meme with cinder and not watching in bruges for 92 episodes now but he has promised to watch it for episode 100 so i guess my question for you jenkins is have you seen the movie in bruges ever no i've not seen that okay thanks for coming on um Okay. My man. <laughs> yeah, you have something to relate Let's to, go. Cinderin. Uh, okay, where can people find you, Jenkins? Appreciate you uh, coming on, buddy. 7.9 on Metacritic. It's actually pretty pretty average from what I see here. Look on Rotten Tomatoes, please. Oh, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, you're a, per, you're a man of class, too. I respect that. I, respect yeah. that. I look at the Rotten Tomatoes as well. Fuck the Google ratings. Yeah, agreed. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Jenkins69. Uh, Twitch.tv slash 420 Jenkins. You know, it might be a good idea to get the names to be similar. Uh, a little more without the 420, maybe. Why do you even include the slash C? You don't need to do that. If you just do slash YouTube slash Wait. Jenkins. Try Wait. it out, buddy. Try it out. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Oh! oh, what the hell? That's right. Wow. You're welcome. Uh, and of course, friends, for the next, like we talked about the next couple episodes, uh, the podcast will be both on Dota Cinema and our brand new channel, We Say Things, youtube.com slash we say things. And then after that, it will only be on that new channel. Appreciate your understanding. Jenkins, thank you for coming on, friend. We appreciate it. That was awesome to talk to you. Yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Yes, that's right. Subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Fuck Jenkins. Cinder, any final words for us as we go? Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you. Until next time, Suns fans, Cinderin and Jenkins signing out. Goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe to the YouTube Be channel. Be quiet. The, the outro's like, shut up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah.